Hey everybody, it's Nolan North, you know, Nathan Drake from Uncharted, and you're listening to the Geek Apocalypse Podcast. Hello everybody and welcome along to the latest episode of the Geek Apocalypse Podcast with yours truly, your resident geek Stephen Hesse from the good old perils of Newcastle, England, where it is stormy and everyone is fearful of dying. Um, <laughs> I hope that's not the same for wherever you're listening right now. Uh, as this title implies, it is someone's birthday, go figure, with the title of it's a birthday special or whatever the title may be, because I haven't fig- figured it out yet, but it is my birthday, or at least it was. I turned 29 uh, earlier in November, and it freaks me out. Um, so the only way I could solve that is by having a podcast. Well, I talk to somebody about it, it's better than paying for therapy. Uh, so, um, originally it was going to be my sister. Uh, that was the original idea because she was going to come uh, to see me and uh, family over my birthday weekend, but that didn't happen because she was stuck at work, um, which was a shame. So the plan is that um, she's coming this weekend uh, as this has been released. So hopefully we'll get the chance to talk to her then. Um, so yeah, it, uh, that should be uh, pretty exciting. So that'll probably happen towards the end of November or beginning of December when I'll release that episode if it happens. So because she couldn't do it, I asked my good friend Ricky, aka at Vivid Ricky on Twitter. Also us, we're at Geek underscore Apocalypse on Twitter if you want to follow us. That's where you'll find out when the episodes are online other than uh, subscribing to us on iTunes. And yeah, so I thought, oh, that'd be cool. I'll talk about what I did when I was tw- turned 29. I played some board games with my good friend Nicola and her husband and my girlfriend, who I have a huge thank you for, who I spend a fair amount of time talking about um, on this podcast. And I also mentioned towards the end that, um, you know, private life is private life, or at least as much as it can be. So you don't expect me to spend a huge amount of time bringing her up in the future, but she deserves... Um, you know, considering I'm talking about my birthday, and she, you know, she was one of the best presents I got, which um, I, I mean that sincerely. Um, it made sense to talk to you guys about it. I you'd find it interesting, but obviously it was an important part of catching up with Ricky because we hadn't in a while. Um, so yeah, so just to let you know that you know this is one of the few times I'm ever going to talk about her in a more open stance. Um, but not only did we talk about that, we talked about Donald Trump, because obviously that was a big thing that happened during the time, and that's going to be the only time we really talk about uh, politics on the show to an extent either, so this is quite a unique episode, um, as well as we, I talk about what I did on my birthday weekend in more detail, from you know getting drunk and going to a German bar in Newcastle, and, uh, had, and saw my mom and stuff, and it was a really, really awesome time, and before I forget, before I go, huge thank you to everyone one that took the time to tweet, um, tweet me and wish me happy birthday. I got a, a very surprising amount of uh, happy birthdays. So huge thank you to everyone who took the time to email and tweet me. It's too many to mention, but it really, really meant a lot. So thank you very much. Um, we've got Alex from Steamforge Games talking about Dark Souls 3 coming up soon, as well as Gunnar Roxon and Ken talking about Broken Shields, which is super, super cool. But I'll tell you more about that next episode. This is the birthday special with me and Ricky. Enjoy! Like, 
how much how much you've changed ricky it's like in terms of doing these is that i remember when you were just like well what do i say or like what do i do and then now it's like i see you now and you just like you can grab a coffee and you sit down like right ready to go it's just like it's really really it's really great um that's that's what i like about how we approach mentally sound and and you know i always pay gratitude for recommending me to be co-host because there is that rapport Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah it just feels really natural as, as it should be I mean, it helps, like, I mean, we, we've talked about this plenty of times, is that, like, I think it helps that we're friends. Because, yeah. like, um, I think, like, because it's the, I mean, I think we're friends because of the fact that, like, when we first met each other and stuff and started to talk for real, like, we just have a, a, a nice natural rapport with each other. Like, I, I can never really ever see me being annoyed with you. <laughs> like, or any, hopefully, like... Time. Yeah, give it time. Yeah, yeah. He, he just starts saying it. Ten minutes later, oh god, Ricky, why did you say that? It's really ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> but no, no, I've never like I've never like been annoyed at you in any particular reason, as far as I can remember. So, um, and we have a very similar sense of humour, which I think comes across whenever we do these. So, um, so yeah. So but then even we started chatting. It was amazing how much we kind of you know like being big Stone fans, for example. Yeah, yeah. I was going to actually bring that up with you because. I've been li- I've been rewatching a lot of his stuff again recently. Like I don't know what it is, but um, uh, I knew this was going to happen. Two seconds. Uh, uh, I'm getting I'm getting steamed. I'm getting steamed by Mister Wheatley. I'm just saying I am podcasting. We'll leave this in to show it's live. <laughs> <laughs> I am podcasting, so can't talk right now. You should have like a red light and on air sign towards Yeah, the yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like. Uh, okay, cool. You got. I think you got the message. Sorry about that. Right. So anyway, yeah. So um. So yeah, I always like. So I was trying to think, um, to kind of fix the point. Then, so when was the last time we did one of these? Like, as in Geek Apocalypse? Quite been quite a while, isn't it? Like a couple of months, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think we did. It was in the summer, wasn't it? I mean, because uh, I remember we did, a, we did a podcast in the summer. Yes. In, oh, in I know we did one about Euros, didn't we? Is that the last one? Oh, God, I, I think we did one afterwards. Yeah, yeah surely. We did, we did a Euros one, and then we did like one about Dayton, wasn't it? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, and then we did one with, with Claudia Christian. That's right. Yes, and you aren't. Yes, and you guessed it on that, and that was that was a little bit after. Yeah, I was thinking like you weren't. Uh, that was not. That was maybe a couple of months ago. So yeah, it's not been that long. Um, but yeah, that's why I thought we could do like a couple of uh, recordings now because like I just I realised like I hadn't done a hosted one in quite a while. So, um, so yeah, so um, so to fill people in with um, obviously I'll ask Ricky in a second like how's he been and what's he's been up to because it's always like the nice way of starting. But um, a lot of a lot of different things for me. Um, uh, I've just turned twenty nine, which is uh, why you will see on the um, probably on the title will be something to do with birthday related humor um and yeah that was over the weekend and as we record we're recording this on the 16th so not too long our, uh, my birthday is 12th of november um so i should remember because she'll probably listen to this um a huge happy birthday to my friend michelle from chicago who i share my birthday with um so yeah um i obviously can talk about like what i did on that particular day because i have to say and i wanted to ask ricky this because um, we just we were just mentioning Howard Stern, like he, I saw a clip literally just before we started of him talking about how um, when you become an adult and your birthday, you shouldn't like give two shits about your birthday and you should, it shouldn't matter as much being an adult. And yeah, I have to say, 
my, my this birthday just gone was one of my best birthdays I've had in a while in terms of enjoyment. I like had an absolute blast. So, um, so what's your like sort of before I like sort of get into that and ask you how you are like what are you, what's your sort of do you actually like celebrate your birthday? What are you what's your attitude towards like when your birthday happens? Great question because I'm not really <clears throat> you're an I'm an introvert as you know and I yes. think I might a couple of times on here and I, I just never really like kind of uh, was comfortable with the attention. Um, I remember, I remember around sixteen. It was mm-hmm. probably the first time I think. Well, I'm not sure I'm that bothered anymore. Do you know what it is? Because I grew up around like young upstarts who, you know, they're so desperate to grow up where you're in that mode where you want they want to sort of like forge IDs so they can get into nightclubs and stuff. <laughs> there, was, like, there was like you know this incredible rush to be an adult, and I was yeah. like. What is the rush, actually? I, I quite like being this age. I, I don't really need to be t- 18 or 21 so, so fast, but, you know, they were all quite adamant. Yeah. And so I never really kind of gave a damn, really. And then, you know, what what we do nowadays is that we have, like, a, an in-house sort of, like, little celebration with a cake and, you know, a few pictures and stuff. Uh, we might go out for a meal. But, uh, no, I've not really had a big party, um... In a while, actually, we we had a big, we had a quite a big family one last year. Uh, we went to Akbar's restaurant in the middle of Newcastle. Mm-hmm. And that was quite nice. It was a surprise, and you know, my sister-in-law uh, had a surprise birthday cake done up and stuff. So That's that was nice. nice. Yeah, but in terms of actually caring, um, no, I don't. I just shy away from it all, to be honest. Well, like, that, that's that's why I brought it up because I had a feeling you were like that, and it yeah. may be surprising for people listening and for yourself that. Um, I used to be like that. I used to be like, you know, sort of the Ebenezer Scrooge of my own birthday and that I just, I really did not want, um, because, you know, I, I feel it's appropriate to say, cause I think it is true that like, I like, I like Mike Myers thing. I've talked about this before, um, where he says he's a psych Pacific extrovert and an introvert the rest of the time. So I definitely would say that I like, I like attention when I want it. Um, I don't like attention when I don't want it, and for some reason, for my birthday, um, I used to have the approach you did of that. I just was very much like, oh, I'm really, um, I, I really don't want the attention, and I don't like the whole because it it has an element of, and I know people might think this is weird, but I'm sure there'll be people who understand this too. Is it comes across sometimes as like sort of fake fake care because you get like cards from people you don't really see and and um and like they feel like sort of guilty guilt guilted into giving get, getting you something and like obviously getting something off people that matter is really nice and and all that kind of thing but it's it's my same thing about like christmas cards and like cards in general like you have to send stuff you have to send cards to people whereas i'm like a loving person in person and that i'd rather like me see them and go you know merry christmas ricky and like you know and uh, and like meet see you at christmas and all that kind of thing like that's far more um how i deal with things and so and with the fact like i had like a sort of different different like life almost when i was a teenager like i used to be I used to prefer just being in my room and, like, I'd play, like, my video games, like, you know, like, and anyone who's, like, a nerd or a geek who likes video games or whatever will understand, like, my Christmas day, I, I just love the fact that I got a new video game and I'd, like, I'd almost be, like, these people are getting in the way of me wanting to play my new game, like, <laughs> stop talking to me, I want to just sit and play this thing, so, uh, yeah, I'm I'm really we I'm trying to get better, is my point, and so I think this weekend, through the yeah. people I hung out with, 
um, I think they kind of like went, oh, come on, let's go and do things. And like, obviously, we know when when I turn thirty, I'm th- considering doing something fairly big for it. Because he has a question. Because you were in the discussion. Uh, I hope that it makes you happy. But I, um, and I just wondering what your answer would have been. Is the the decision for the? I'll give you like I'll talk about like the reason I went out on the Saturday. It was my like friends from school, like my oldest friends, decided like, oh, it's, it's a Saturday, we're all three, let's do something, like an excuse to go in town. Yeah. So it was fairly fast in terms of like I, I wasn't really, I didn't have any plans, and they kind of went, oh, come on, let's go out and do something. So I went, all right. So then, um, they just because of the fact I have a new girlfriend, which I'll get to, um, and everything else, and I've got other friends like yourself, the discussion was then on, oh, should we like, why don't you try and invite other people? And my sort of decision was like, it just felt a little too like short notice. Like we we'd like figured this out at like I don't know like Tuesday or something, and then we just like oh it's Saturday and like would people come for a drink? And I don't mean this to be like I'm being all I want I want you to answer obviously, but like I'm just telling you what my process was is that I went oh well I could I couldn't invite like Ricky and my friend Nicola and her husband and I was thinking of a, a few bunch of people like my friend Lydia I could probably invite Wayne and his and his and his girlfriend you know there's a whole bunch of people I was thinking of but then I was just like hmm would they come um because like Nicola ha- my friend Nicola has like anxiety issues I know you do and like meeting new people you don't really know apart from me is and like not meeting my girlfriend who I'd rather you'd like met met on a one-on-one type thing so my my curiosity and interest is wanting to ask you like so if i did like uh, on the early in the week went ricky do you want to come for a drink on my birthday because but the thing is as well we were planning on getting drunk and i just felt like that wasn't your scene but yeah. you know and you could, i don't want to put words in your mouth so answer like answer it yourself like what what would what would have been your response well well uh, you, you know i'm a teetotaler as well exactly so. yeah and that's another thing <laughs> Maybe- I was, kind of I, guess, waiting for, I was kind of waiting for you to say that. <laughs> I guess, I mean, one one thing about PTSD is um, you kind of, you're absolutely right about anxiety. You kind of go through this in your head about, okay, here's this, here's this opportunity. Um, you're not entirely comfortable, but part of you wants to go because, you know, as you say, uh, you, you're good friends with a person. You want to, you know, you don't want to sound rude like saying, you know, you can't. Um, but I mean, that's not to say that if I was to say no, that it, it's because I'm being genuine. It's because you know I, you know, it, it might feel uncomfortable given the, the risk of anxiety or the risk yeah. of an anxiety attack, that kind of thing. But what I would have done in my mind is I, I would have probably like had a chat with you um, just to say, okay, what time, where, when, and I would have probably on. kind of, I probably would have done it quite. I would have planned things in a kind of very military type fashion. <laughs> As to say, right, where the where the fire exits in case, because that's what people... Yeah, yeah. No, I get do. it. I get it. And I would have probably kind of, well, okay, well, I know you guys plan on getting, you know, pissed later yeah, on, right. but, <laughs> yeah, but there'd be no harm in me just, just, like, hanging around for maybe an hour or two at the beginning. Yeah, we didn't really start getting heavy about it until about, like, 11 or something, so you could have yeah. come for a couple of drinks or something. And, yeah, a couple of lemonade. Because um, we went to... Um, 
just to just to, just to start talking about the day, we actually we went to Shark Bar. Um, oh, before I, I I'll do the regular joke we do on this podcast where I'll go and um, just let people know that none of these bars have paid me to say this. Um, I didn't get free drinks or anything like that. <laughs> it's Shark just, I'm just, I, I, just at the Gallagher. Yeah. Yes, just near the St yeah. Joseph's Park. Yeah. Um, we used to go there like all the time. We used to be like our our beginning stopping point. I will say it's now, been, it's not that old, is it? It's only been there two or three years or something, isn't it? Or Maybe longer. slightly, maybe slightly longer, but in the like you know realm of time and how long we've been on the planet, yeah, yeah, not long, like maybe <laughs> maybe five years, maybe right. five years maximum, something. Like that. But um, okay. yeah, we when we used to go to like town, yeah, but you're probably right. Like so, when we went to town a little bit more regular, like a few years ago, um, mm-hmm. it used to be our like beginning bar before we like hit like clubs, you know, clubs or or more happening bars and stuff because it's quite chilled. Um, but it is kind of expensive as well. But I'll be honest with you, like um, the single guys who were part of this um, group, uh, which I'm now not a part of, which is nice. Um, <laughs> wanted it, 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 they have very um, nice waitresses because <laughs> it's like a. We actually googled it the first time we went, and uh, I think I'm right in saying that my friend Scott said it was a um, Canadian bar. Like it was, there, it was a Canadian like company, and the, there were actually only two in England. Mm-hmm. Um, one's here, Newcastle, where we're which is what we're talking about, we should say, for new people who are listening. Um, and um, Nottingham, I think, was the other one. Like, it was, they had a place somewhere like there. Um, so it's only like a... I, mean, I might be wrong, there might be more since I looked, but it was, they were basically just were starting to branch out in UK, but they were based in Canada, like Toronto or something, I think. Yeah. But um, but anyway, yeah, it's a really, really nice, chilled place. They have, like, sporting events on. Like, on the day we're talking about, the 12th, they had the UFC. It was on later that you had to go... But it, is, it is like a sports bar, essentially. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, very American, uh, which but it's Canadian, but like a very American like sports feel to it. Um and yeah, it just has very um obviously pretty waitresses and stuff, so for single guys it's like, oh that's cool. Like uh, you can just dream that you're gonna get their number, which you're not, but uh, <laughs> but anyway. But it, honestly, it was it but in all seriousness it was like a good place to chill and the fact that I have started a new relationship with a girl named Faye is that um I got the opportunity I I talked to my friends before about it because it's been now as we're recording this a couple of weeks, but um but yeah, so I got the opportunity like to kind of tell them more about her and all this kind of thing. So and also just to catch up with them in general. Um, but before before we get into this, like so, um, I I did say I was going to ask you like so between um I know I've been talking to you a little bit on and off through text and stuff. What have you been up to since uh, we last did one of these? Like, have you been any, up to anything fun? Fun me? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know. No, um, I've been getting involved in a couple of projects. I mean, I've been to, um, since the summer, I've been up to Broadacre a few times, got involved with a couple of campaigns. Um, nice. I remember if you, I think on our last um, Mentally Sound podcast, I mentioned that I've been doing work with dis- disability uh, against the cuts. Oh, yeah. Against the cuts. So this is related to that. This is I'm working with the psychologist against austerity. So we're trying to get a campaign going in terms of um about yeah, this is a good 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 to mention this actually. Um have you heard of the film um I Daniel Blake, the new Ken Loach film? No. Do tell no? Be a good good chance to uh, it's a good opportunity to talk about it then. Um Yeah, so Ken Loach, a renowned filmmaker and uh, national treasure, he's um he's 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 regarded as a social commentator for Britain. He's made sort of Really poignant films since the sixties. Okay. Um, one is yeah, best. I've heard in... the name. I've heard the name. I don't know that well though. Yeah. Um, if you one of his most poignant ones is one of his one of his first ones was called Kathy Come Home, 
Oh yeah, I know that film. With, with homelessness. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, since then, he's just made really poignant films, um, sort of given a voice to the voiceless in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, he, and he's really, he, like I say, I, I regard him as a national treasure. I, I had the great opportunity of meeting him one time at the Tyneside Cinema a few years ago. Um, I was handing out leaflets for a local anti-war group because he just made a, 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 an anti-war film and it was a premiere. I didn't expect him to be there. Mm-hmm. And then the guy who, who I was uh, working with at the cinema and just sort of introduced me him as he walked up the stairs and I was like, wow. Cool. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I've got a few of his films. I mean, if I'd known he was coming, I would have probably got him to sign Yeah, him. yeah, totally. Yeah. I just as as you're talking about this, I'm going. You know, when I write the descriptions of what we're talking about on the podcast, I'm like, I now have description number one of what we're talking about. Ken, Ken, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's really interesting. It just shows how random our podcast is. I never thought someone like that would come up, but that's interesting because again, that shows my interest level is that I know very little about him, and it's, I'm quite I'm quite enjoying you talking mm-hmm. about him. So, so um, he actually he actually retired a few years ago, but. Uh-huh. Um, since the since I mean a lot's happened politically since then. Uh, yeah. We don't need to go into that. I think everybody knows pretty much. Mm-hmm. And he he was quite um, moved and um, um, sensed that the, the, there was a there was a so you know more of a social justice needed to be highlighted here in regards to disabled people um, getting back to work. These sort of unfair um, work capability tests where. You know, people who are deemed fit to work when they're clearly not. You know, they're mm-hmm. still ill and so on. <clears throat> and he decided to make a film um, highlighting that, and he made it up here in Newcastle. All right. Um, yeah, and it was filmed uh, across the East End. There was a couple of shots in the West End. Actually, um, it's good to point out this because we do you remember when we talked to the West End Food Bank on uh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, uh, the, the the actual food bank was featured in the film. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't want to give the plot away, but, um, so basically, um, uh, the, the, the protagonist, a guy called Daniel Blake is played by local comedian Dave Johns. Um, I know him, yeah. I know Dave yeah. Johns, yeah. And he, he plays a, a like a, a, a joiner carpenter type guy who, mm-hmm. rec- who just had a heart attack. Okay. And so, you know, he's, he's in recovery mode, but, but the DWP, Department of Work and Pensions are kind of, you know, uh, Haslam, say how you fit for work, you know, if you want to keep claiming claimants. And yeah, oh, actually, really? That sounds really uncommon. <laughs> <laughs> joke, so, joke, joke for the English people listening to this. <laughs> anyway, go on. So he actually, um, whilst he's going through this Malay, he actually befriends uh, a young lass who comes all the way up from London, um, who's got two kids with her. Um, they actually meet at a job centre and she, he actually... Um, you know, feels sorry for her because you know she's she's out of the the bubble that she's used to, and she's been sent up to Newcastle because that's the nearest that she can get to place to stay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she's away from family, everything, so she's very vulnerable, and her kids are vulnerable. Yeah. So they, so they uh, strike off a, a, a relationship, um, not a boyfriend girlfriend relationship, but you know, one of mutual uh, friendship. You know, they help each other out. Um, the situation brings them together, that type of thing. Yeah, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't want to give any much more away from... Uh, sounds good. Away you, than you've sold it to me, I'd like That sounds good. Yeah, so I got the op- opportunity to to watch that a fortnight ago, and yeah, uh, great. Um, nice. I'm proud that, it, proud that it was made up here as well. So going back to um, 
the the work I've been doing at Broadacre um, oh, yeah. and the campaigns. I wonder how the hell we got on. What the hell we got on? How, how do we, I'm so glad you 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 were paying attention. It's like, how did we get on to talking about that? Anyway, gone. Yes. Yeah. So Broadacre. Yes. I, I'm known. For, I'm quite renowned for. Oh time. no! You, like you should. You should like. You'll get on with Faye completely fine in the. Um, you should see me and her having a conversation. It's like four hours later. We're like, do you know that original re- thing I rang you for? I've just remembered what it is now. Like, yeah, I'm I'm king of that. Which is why, you know, anyone who gives me any criticism, or like positive feedback in this podcast, but it's kind of like become the norm. Is they go, you always go, oh, look, but before I forget, I'm gonna I'll bring this up at some point, and then I don't bring it up because I forget. <laughs> but you know, I like I like the free throw nature. It's nice. So, but yeah, so so yeah, Brody. We do that in the way of mentally sound, don't we? Yeah. Abby? Whenever I, I, whenever I listen back. Yeah, because too many people... Like how we kind of di- divert into different areas and then come back again. Yeah, yeah, as long as, like, you, in some cases you do have to come back because it's an important issue. But yeah. if you're just regularly chatting to somebody, that's, like, what you do in regular conversation. Like, you know, if you, if you have a regular conversation with people, you might eventually go back to it. But I find the fun is is being engaged in something. Like, that's what you get the, the, the like, the endorphin buzz from and talking to And I think even, even the guests get it as well. Yeah. Like good good point and example was like Jenny Woolwick, the the badminton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we we were like talking about. I mean, I didn't know who her partner was. You you suddenly remember? Yeah, him. Nathan Robertson. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. It's just because I played. Um, I kind of want to do to kind of take it up again because mm-hmm. you know I'm trying to like come up with reasons to stay fit because like you know who the hell hates working out? I mean, come on, like or, or running or something like. Well, that's, so... that's, something, that's something else I began up to, but I'll bring up that later on. But okay. yeah, to the campaigns. So. Mm-hmm. For a while, I mean, I've been involved in this campaign as early back in the late spring, early summer. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were we were quite we were quite stagnant in terms of how do we take this movement forward because there's obviously a concern out there. Um, mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, this movie comes along, so we kind of like using that as a vehicle to promote uh, the cause of, of, of vulnerable people out there. And ah, so it's like a happy coincidence. Yeah, oh, so, that's cool. That's um, one of the things. Um, yeah. Um, oh, I must, I must say, because when we, when you started talking about this, I was thinking, "Ooh, what's happened during the time we haven't spoke?" And then I went, "Oh, the thing that everyone's talking about, like considering you're political minded, what Don, Donald Trump? Come on, we, oh. ha- I mean, Jesus, like, I mean, like, I, I, just, just before you answer, because I know you'll have much more to say about it than I do, than I do, is uh, if you want to, you don't have to, but is, um." I've never seen so many programs and so many people voice their opinion about this. Like, I watch, like, for example, there's a show on ESPN, which I highly recommend if you're a sports fan, which I'm assuming not very many people listen to this are, um, called First Take, which I really like. And it's a debate show where they debate, like, sporting things that have happened on that day or overnight or something. And it's on every day. It's American, is it? Yes, it's American, yeah. And I really like it because, I mean, sometimes they talk about, like, American football, which I have no interest in. But even then, some of the topics like, they talk about, um, I like being in the know. It's sort of like what people, while, like, when people watch, like, Sports Center or Sky Sports News or something, is you just want to know what's going on in the sporting world because I'm a sports fan. So, um, even they had, like, a topic about it. And, like, there's, um, when I watched some NBA games recently, there's been some NBA basketball players who have openly, like, criticized it and talked about it. And it's like, and, like, early morning chat shows, you know, I've been, like, going to what, like, asking random celebrities, what do you think, and it's so interesting in that regard, but, like, um, I know because you texted me, because we, uh, we should say at this point, we've been trying to re this podcast for several reasons, and one of them was, we, we were, I was tired, 
but um, he, Ricky had stayed up watching the actual election. So as I say, you'll know way more about this than me. So what was like? So just I guess talk about that. Like, wait, so wait, were they were... actually talking about politics on this sports? Yeah. Show? Oh God, they talk like yeah. Oh, it's 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 creeped into like you know because I yeah. tra- I watch the odd political thing. Like I I'll watch like I I watch like the the Daily Show's reaction with um with uh, sure. yeah Trevor Noah. Um, I watched that, and I watched like some of the stuff. Like, I wanted to know like what Stephen Colbert thought because he did like a monologue about it, and obviously with him being involved with John Stewart, I'd love to like. I, when I've been watching all these things, I've just been thinking, I really wish I knew what John Stewart thought about all this because he was obviously. Amazing, do you know? But... Do you know what I missed? Do you know what I missed? Um, in the last election, um, John John Stewart and a guy called Bill O'Reilly. I don't know if you. Yeah, heard. I know him. Yeah, the Fox dude. Yeah, they actually did a debate themselves. I saw. I watched that not too long ago. Yeah. And, YouTube, I, and I was yeah. kind of hoping that there would be one for this. Yeah. I, I don't recall there being one. Yeah, because uh, I find um, <laughs> that was funny when you you would have seen it then. Uh, okay, so I recommend people watch it to know yeah. what we're really talking about. But do you remember like what happened in that where John Stewart, because of how small he is compared to yeah, Bill O'Reilly, yeah, that he had like an elevated... Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> so every time like he felt like Bill O'Reilly was was uh, was like, you know, go, like... Stay, steering away from the facts or mumbling or something, he'd like just press the thing to go higher up. <laughs> oh, it was yeah. oh, I saw John Stratton's great. I don't know if you've seen this right because I, I I'm not really a huge fan of a lot of talk shows over in America now because I think they're they're like they're like fake in a lot of ways or like too scripted. But um, Stephen Colbert did one like mm-hmm. there's one where John Stewart takes over his desk, which you might have seen, um, where he talks yes. about. Um, yes. The nine eleven, the nine eleven um, act thing, where they basically for first first responders, um, that it was up for renewal, and they were actually weren't going to renew it, so they weren't going to give money to all the people, um, and so John Stewart found out about it, so he basically went on Stephen Colbert's show and said, "Do you mind if I borrow your desk for about the nine eleven thing?" And so, um, instead, oh, he was going to just talk about it, and then Stephen Colbert goes, "How about you sit here?" And then, like the crowd goes absolutely crazy, and so they he, he passes him like a, a he passes him his jacket. And he puts like a, a clip on tie, and he's like, "Oh, you actually caught a hair!" Uh, and uh, he puts the clip on tie, and then he—it's like he's back, and it's so brilliant. And he just starts getting very frustrated with um, people with the fact that like a lot of um, the Senate weren't signing I'm, this bill to got, renew it. I'm still got to catch up with a lot of reaction from them very. Oh, people. there's so many, yeah, yeah. yeah, like people like John Oliver and and yes, and I, I saw a couple of Daily Show ones, yes, and they were quite, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't seen Bill Maher. I didn't see Bill Maher. Yeah. The best one actually is is um, is it on CNN? Is it um, is it CNN Morning Joe? Is it CNN or is it C- is it? Um, oh, I don't know. It might be CBS. Is it CBS? I don't Matt know. Moore, um was on there, and he did a really good post-election analysis. What I was going to say when you mentioned that guy earlier, uh, Ken Roach. What's it called? Ken Roach. Ken Loach. Ken, Ken Loach. Ken Loach. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, would you say like he's the English Michael Moore? Because he sounded like that's what you were saying, but yeah, I, I, I would say a good so, comparison. Yeah. Maybe. Although, although Michael Moore's more documentary maker. Yes. But 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 Ken Loach puts them into story. And, and yeah, it make, yeah, it makes a story about the real subject, whereas yeah, it's a doc- but still, I mean, yeah, yeah, just when you describe when you describe like a thing that's a problem and you know dramatizing it or or turning it into an art thing, when you described them, I was thinking, wow, that's similar to what Michael Moore does. So, although I, I have heard like criticisms of Michael Moore not being one hundred percent accurate, but I'd, I'd also um, just on this quickly recommend Jerry Springer's podcast. He did a very good. I was listening at work. Oh, today. really? I didn't know he had a podcast. Yeah. Um, oh, it's called. It's called. 
tunes and tomfoolery or something. They're on Twitter if you if you look them up. All right, cool. But um, I, 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 it's funny you say that because I saw like a clip of him not too long ago on YouTube. Like, because I watch uh, people who know me very well, like yourself, as like I watch interviews on YouTube, even like really old ones. Like, I'm fast. I I love interviews. It's one of the reasons I enjoy doing this. Is um, so I watched a lot of them and like I randomly went, like I went through like a news night phase of like stuff people put on YouTube and I saw a clip of Jerry Springer basically um, because it was something to do with Jeremy Kyle got criticised for a particular story. So Newsnight, it was like this is post Paxman, so it was fairly fairly recent, and it was Jerry Springer was on basically defending reality shows. Sorry, what did you say? No, no, I was just agreeing with you. I, I think I recall that one. Yeah, yeah, and it was really interesting because I was like going, "Oh, come on, it's it's reality TV, it's it's silly," and I found myself like with Jerry Springer's points. Um, some of the points he made about like it gives people like these people an opportunity to kind of like um aspire to something, and I, I know it, they were quite fickle views, but I was thinking like it, he, I, my point is, even though I didn't he didn't necessarily win me over, but his arguments were quite you know decent. And I found myself going, and I've, I've heard people say this, it's almost a shame that he went down the route of doing the Jerry Springer show, because apparently he's a, I know he was a congressman or something before, but... He was governor. a mayor of Cincinnati, yeah? Yes, that yeah. was it, yeah, and he got done, because he didn't, he got um, sacked, didn't he, for prostitution, yeah, because yeah. he paid, funniest story ever, I don't know, like, people who don't know this, so Jerry Springer, who does a Jerry Springer show, which led to all these reality, like, Jeremy Kyle over here, and a bunch of other stuff. And at Oprah, um, and or whatever, and all that kind of thing, um, is uh, not Oprah, the one, uh, Ricky Lake. That's the one I was thinking of. Um, is uh, yeah, he got sacked from the mayor since Cincinnati. Did you say? Um, yeah. yeah, he got sacked from that because he got caught with a prostitute, and how he got caught was he tried to pay her with a check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that it had his name on the check and like his bank statement and stuff so they, actually, they he's actually a very intelligent guy yeah, now. that's what I was, that I was have, getting to I have a lot of time for him which yeah. is why I listen to his podcast and his politics yeah I imagine it'd be he, good I think he's probably clouded by the actual show that he pre- presents and kind of you know yeah that's what I was saying like it just seems a little bit of a shame that he went down that route because like actually, and I would say I, I think this deserves a mention um, okay. one of the most moving documentaries I've seen do you know the the, um, the BBC One show um, who do you think you are Oh yeah, the thing with the trace back family history. Yeah, Jerry Springer was on there, and I don't know if you know that he's actually a Londoner. Oh, um, right. His family moved from Europe to escape the Nazis. Uh-huh. Isn't he Jewish? Yeah, he's Jewish, isn't he? Yeah, and yeah. his a lot of his family was wiped out by the Holocaust. Yeah, I had heard he, that. I'd heard so that. he went back and he visited a lot of oh. the old sort of concentration um, camp sites, and he was obviously very moved, and he actually met extended members of his family who he hadn't met before and i'm telling you i, I was crying and, and i tweeted to him say I, I just watched it and I, I was crying with you because it was like one of the most moving i've seen uh, like um there's some some of the clips i've seen on that program because um like jeremy clarkson for example said he got approached to be in it and then they looked at these family they pre-look at their family history before deciding on who to pick and like yeah. they looked at jeremy clarkson's history and it was really dull like none of his family like moved, so they didn't do it with him because it was dull. So they, so it is kind of like obviously. I he did one. Has he not done one? I, I he might have done, but I think that he might have just been joking. But I have heard, I have heard of that celebrities, not just him. He's the only one I can think of at the time at the moment. But there's some celebrities who have said, "Oh, I got approached for that show, but 
they looked at my history and they had nothing really relevant to to do the program about so they do do it with the intent of getting people to like have some sort of emotional response because from some of the clips i've seen i think i might have seen a clip of that one you just mentioned with jerry springer but the one that i saw that makes me cry is the one with stephen fry when he sees all the jewish family members of him on like a tapestry and people and like it had like he find, he get, gets told that like that was your so hasn't he, he's got a rich family history anyway yeah like, yeah Cricket uh, players is a CB Fry. Oh, CB Fry, yeah, he's his uncle or something. I can't remember, but like something like that. A great uncle. Um, yeah. But yeah, so um, but yeah, I have to say, I was sort of half like wanting to snigger when you brought up that program because did you ever see the clip of it's um, people and people from like America and beyond won't know what we're talking about here, but I'll try and explain it. There was a show like a clip show, um, comedy show called Armstrong and Miller, and they okay. did a, a sketch about who do you think you are, and the basic premise was. Um, uh, um, uh, Armstrong, um, Armstrong goes up to the person and like they have a person playing the presenter of that show and that and or like just a random historian and they sit down and they get this book and she goes, "All right, uh, Armstrong, it's really nice to have you on here." Um, so I've I've uh, looked through all these um, past documents and um, I've found your ancestral roots and I've found some people who are like from like 400 years ago and she basically just goes through one by one going and he's like oh great so what was she and she like she turns around dead seriously and goes she was a whore (laughs) and every one of them and he goes he's like really desperate to he's really desperate to like go oh well they're like a landowner or something and then he's just like no they were a whore (laughs) and it's very funny it's something like whore it might be slave it's something like it might be slave but it's the same joke but um, anyway there's another there's another um, parody of who do you think you're. Mm-hmm. It was when Dead, Dead Ringers did one, and they, they tried oh, to really? <laughs> George Galloway. Uh-huh. And uh, the sketch was <laughs> <laughs> that's already funny. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the joke was that whenever George Galloway would visit like homes of relatives, he would knock on the door, and you could see through the window that the family are just like, oh shit, it's George, and they won't have That's brilliant. That is brilliant. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. Oh man, that's great. Um, oh god, that's funny. But anyway, yeah, um, Americans will know who you think you are because I know when I know it's ended up. Um, ended I'm up sure they have their own version. Of yeah, it. they do. Um, Lisa Kudrow, um, as far as I know, does it like presents it. Yeah. You know, um, Phoebe from Friends. Yeah, yeah. Or at least I heard, I've definitely seen an interview of her talking about it. I don't know whether she was on it or but or like maybe helped produce it or something. But um, I've definitely heard her talk about. It. She was talking well, about. I definitely recommend on. the Jerry Springer one. Because All right, yeah, I I need to watch one more of that show. Ones you'd see. It is interesting. Uh, I I know I noticed I saw a clip of it recently with Billy Connolly, and I was wanting to watch that version. I um, thought that would be interesting. Um, but anyway, God, we went completely off. Oh yeah, so so we Trump. were talking like political stuff. So we were talking about that, and then Trump, obviously. So. So tell us about like, cause I um oh actually before I you answer that I'll just say quickly my reaction because it was I don't have near as much as much as Ricky's about to say, um I mean I've got my views about it but um how I found out was uh my my new girlfriend Faye was staying over, and um we were sitting playing a board game because we're both board game fans, and uh or like a card game we were playing like a card game and. Because we'd like she'd stayed over when the election was happening, we'd completely forgot that it was on. Like, and so we just suddenly found ourselves like as she was like we she was you know 
just about to leave and uh we were, well, we were playing this game before she was going and then it because uh, i had something to do that evening and then she was basically like oh um oh by the way like just checked we checked each other's phones we suddenly went oh do you know we completely forgot about the election that happened i wonder what happened so i like was trying to find some way of like finding a website or something to put it on so i went you know what? i'm just going to type in trump and see what comes up and then at google was just like trump wins trump wins trump wins and i just was like oh my and it was like the wikipedia had changed to president's elect and i was just like oh my god it happened and i'm just, and yeah. so and we literally um faye got depressed i became like the it's gonna be all right um speech of that she was like depressed as hell and i just was like and it just went okay we're gonna have to enjoy the world before a nuclear explosion happens is, somewhere. is, is, faye, is faye quite political is she not or? really um but like this is what i find fascinating about it is that even people who aren't that politically aligned or politically like aware of what's going on like know how ridiculous this is and and um it's it's effect like i like i say not just the sports shows that we mentioned earlier like everyone i've like talked to since it happened has got something to say about it like it's fascinating so like i'm i'm wanting to know because i didn't see the election or like follow the election or stayed up for it so like what was your like what was i'm fascinated to know what your like feeling was when you like when when what was your feeling when you were like sort of sitting there going oh my god like it might happen (laughs) like so, to me, it like, reminded me. It reminded me of the whole European referendum with Brexit. It was yeah, yeah. As, as we as we were getting nearer and nearer, the polls were suggesting that you know that we, we would stay in Europe, and and this 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 election was suggesting that Hillary might ju- is just going to win it. But as the night went on, you just had that feeling um, that it's not going to happen that way because they kept going on about particularly those um, swing states, which I think is. Florida, Ohio, and I think one more is it Michigan? Michigan? Yeah. yeah, and and particularly particularly around Michigan and those sort of uh, mid states, um, they, they they get get, get nicknamed the the Rust Belt states, which <laughs> which 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 means like a post industrial sort of you know they were once thriving yes. towns and cities which had real industrial heartlands and yeah, as, yeah, and they just as the decades went on. Yeah. Um, obviously, the introduction of new ne- new technology and so on. Mm. You could say so, that about where we are. You know, yeah, fried yeah, coal industry. Yeah. So these obviously got abandoned, and you know, lack of opportunities, lack of jobs, mm-hmm. and Hillary to a lot of people um, would have represented an extension of what's already been happening. Mm-hmm. And I guess Trump to them, whilst they not might might not like him as a person, they might think, well, at least there might be change and something might happen. Hmm. Which is a, a depressing state of affairs. I mean, <laughs> I'm. Yeah, it's, it doesn't necessarily mean change can happen for the better either. Like that, like you could fuck it up. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's a really strange it's statement. To that everyone who voted for Trump is a, a racist, misogynist, blah blah blah, kind of, you know. Hmm. But no, I don't think that. Yeah, but the, the interesting thing is, uh, did you know of a guy called Bernie Sanders? Yes, um, who was who should have won really. Yeah. Um, now the interesting thing is, Bernie won in the primaries. He won in those very states I just mentioned. Yeah, yeah. So it makes you think that I mean, there's a strong opinion now that if it, Bernie had gone against Trump, because a lot of the messages were quite similar. Um, Hillary was too close to Wall Street, and Bernie was anti-Wall Street, yeah. as as Trump is. Although with Trump, to me, he's he's a he's a contradiction in that way because to me, I I, I do see him as the establishment. Whilst yeah, he's yeah. He tries to say to us otherwise in the same way that kind of Nigel Farage was doing over here. Um, because he's an ex-city worker himself, you know, he's all about the, mm-hmm. what that whole industry is about and, you know, 
appeasing to lobbyists and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So, so Bernie was. If, if, if anyone's anti-establishment, it's Bernie Sanders, and uh, and I guess to some extent Jeremy Corbyn over here. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes you wonder if 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 Bernie had won that primary, as as many people think he was cheated out of it. Just what would have well, happened? Well, isn't it true that like, uh, isn't it true he like essentially, which I found fascinating, he essentially never lost in that he essentially quit, didn't he? Like I was the, like, but he kind of just went. Oh, I'm not good. This is impossible. Well, yeah, he just yeah. Kinda dropped I out. Think was, yeah. Um, because I, I think he knew that he was kind of screwed, basically, because that, that's why he kind of claimed that, you know, there was some like under underhand stuff going on, and he basically just went, I can't win this fairly. Yeah. Um, which is I thought fascinating in itself. I think I think the system they have over there is really weird because yeah, if you, we mentioned Michael Moore earlier. Yep. If you watch, um, is it um, Bowling for Columbine? Was it um, Friday yeah, yeah. Night? That's what he did. Well, That's they, one of his films. They look. They look at the Florida um, vote, especially, and how Al Gore was basically cheated out of it. Yep. And he should have won that election in two thousand. And uh-huh. God, it, it would have been a completely different world because we had eight years of George Bush after that. <laughs> now, if Al Gore had got that, uh, if it was in the White House in two thousand. The world would be a different place. Yeah. Potentially, but you never. You, obviously, that'll be history for the, for history to decide. Yeah. But yeah, it's an interesting. But this system out there because you got to remember, more Americans voted for Hillary Clinton than than Donald Trump. I know, but which is electoral votes, which which I don't completely understand. I, I I need somebody to sit down with me and completely explain that to me is how that works. But well, basically, um, the the reason I mean that I'm glad you said that because I mean I know this is probably the first time we've been any remotely political on this show, but I feel like. You know, we 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 need to like address it because it's been like a massive. It's like a huge. It could influ- It could have an effect on everybody, and it kind of does because America has a big power and everything else. So, um, we're not going to be too heavy on politics. We'll get off this eventually. But, um, what I will say is that this is one of the reasons I don't really like political systems, especially the American one is far worse than this one. Yeah. Uh, the one we have here is because basically how it works, and the way I understand it is. Um, it's all done on like um, they 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 count the number of votes um, on each individual state of, yeah. of America, and then whoever like wins the most states effect- effectively wins the race. Um, the downside of that is like to you, what to what you're pointing out, and you, but you could make the argument of Hillary could have like had one. There could have been one big state that voted way more than her but uh, or you, but then you know I think it was something like wasn't it something like 2 million extra votes or something like that I, I can't remember exactly what but it, but the point it, it it is confusing when you kind of go but hang on a minute if you just did it stateless and not based on how many more votes you got per state that per state of America and just did it how many votes then Hillary would have won so mm-hmm. it's like it, it kind of kind of tells you that the system's flawed because in yeah. all this thing about campaigning and trying to work out like oh that state's fine it's because basically mm-hmm. Hillary's mistake was she basically banked on the ones that Obama had won thinking mm-hmm. oh that I don't need to like campaign there and there's a definite argument and I heard many people say this when he got it was that he he could make the argument he basically just outworked her that mm-hmm. he just never never stopped. Uh, you yeah. just kept going all these places and like and if you look at Michigan's um Michigan's voting which she like uh which Obama like landslide won both elections he ever did is um she never even campaigned there and she just was like oh yeah, I've got it it's fine and they she lost it by something like she got complacent yeah 
She lost it by only like something like I think I'm right in saying like twenty thousand votes or something. Like that she lost that by, and it was just because she just was like, "Oh, it's a banker," and that literally like changed the course of the whole thing. Yeah, so yeah, I think like there's, yeah, there's an element of what her being lazy. Think, what do you think of the whole tone of the campaign? I mean, it's been the most. It's been. It literally has been like a reality show where I think that's. You a, have, well, do you did you, you, did you, you have hear people on one side Sorry. demanding that the opponent gets locked up, where they they're raising their fists in a handcuff fashion. And chant and lock her up, lock her up, lock and her up. And this thing of like the, the the fear of the you know there's enough people that hate him that it could be like an assassination attempt or something. Or... The, the hatred has been yeah. beyond, beyond. Well, also there's a couple of things I want to say in regards to that, and I'm sure you know this. That like, did you know, for example, the stat that I heard that I went, wow, that tells you how little people voted this time round, is that more people voted for Romney than Trump. Mm-hmm. And Romney lost the last election, yeah, yeah. Um, and that, that's staggering. Like, um, you know, and uh, they worked out that like there was I don't know, it was like hundred a hundred million, or I'd, I don't know. I, I my my statistic, my memory's poor, but like there was far, basically my point is the far less people voted in this election than the last one, um, and so I got well, annoyed. Quickly, that, that illustrates that these two people were the most two most unpopular candidates for a while. Ever. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there was loads of, like, satirical stuff being floating around that, like, the first thing Hillary did was slap Bill over the face and go into your fault. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, why? Because, like, for example, I'm sure you know this, but the last election, which I felt was Obama was a stroke of genius, is he basically um, it took Clinton everywhere because he suddenly became, like, this figure of because of the um, the economic crisis. Um, yeah. He was the last real president pre-Bush uh, that actually, like, they had, like, an e- economic, like, you know, windfall of, of, of success, and they, they had it, they, they were doing well, and tax was at its lowest it was for a while, and um, he was a good economic strategist, um, so basically Obama went, okay, you're gonna, you're now my pal, and he went, like, quite a lot of places with him, so Bill, I remember Bill Maher saying this, that Bill Clinton is, like, his, like, uh, Obama's, like, you know, pawn in, in, uh, in winning this race, because, like, Everyone's looking to him as a neutral person, going. But I know he did say he was going to vote for Obama, but he was just like, "Oh, I, I think Obama's got the best attitude to it," and supposedly that really helped him politically. Um, so I'm really confused by the notion of the. I would have thought it would have helped uh, Hillary, not hinder her, uh, in that I think, sense. But I think Hillary, yeah. I mean, one person who I really love, uh, and I'm going to miss her actually, is Michelle Obama. I think she's been a fantastic first lady. First lady. Um, uh, can you imagine Trump's wife <laughs> on all these fucking functions? <laughs> and I think Hillary Hillary used Michelle in her campaign, but way too late. Yeah, yeah. You know, I she, agree. I liked her. Yeah. Like when I saw him, like Ellen and stuff like that. She's come across really nice. And um, I mean, I am I'm I am quite critical about Obama's things in a way, like his pension for drone warfare and everything. But he was not. He wasn't as good as I thought he should have been. I mean, yeah, uh, it's too much yeah. to go into. But yeah, I agree with you. Um, but isn't that the case with every presidential election? It's a case of you know the lesser of two evils, and I think it's wrong. There's just two two parties. I mean, you. It's impossible for like you know at least over here, like there's uh, there's more than like two parties that have a chance of winning like a seat, Mm -hmm. which is nice. Whereas um, it's really 
frustrating that I remember Jesse Ventura says this all the time. Like he fought several times about considering running as an independent, but he's like, there is literally no, no chance for an independent to win with the current system because it's all about two parties fighting each other. And when Bush, you have Bush, Bush to blame for the way it is currently now because he changed the rule on how much money you can like and like the, the donations you can receive for your like presidential campaign. And so mm-hmm. it went crazy to, like, they spend, like, a small fortune for each candidacy and he can get money donated, which, like, I remember reading that Hillary got some money from Qatar or something crazy and, and like, it's just insane and, like, Bush made that happen whereas it was much more confined and you actually had to, you know, do fundraisers and stuff, whereas now they just, they don't even bother fundraising. It's all about just going around and sprouting bullshit, basically, which is how he ended up winning. I mean, I, I um, feel sorry for Obama in a way because in, in his tenure... He's so, he's seen some of the worst, like mass shootings that that I that yeah. I can remember, uh, things at schools that, which have been really uh, despicable, and 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 I get really depressed about the state of yeah. It happens like every that you can just walk into a supermarket while you're doing your groceries and walk out with a with an automatic. Have you ride. ever like watched just one day of? Um, I remember someone like I've got a few friends in America and they said this to me and like i i totally agree with you is that they said to me if they if you sit and watch like fox news or cnn or something over there just one day you'll get a report of a shooting um somewhere and it might only be like a few people because it's not a mass shooting they don't report like we don't hear about it as much because it's just someone losing their shit and killing somebody because it's because it's the fat guns are so readily available there but like if you let it control you you can be like sort of depressed there all the time because you just read these people who are just you know in a fight or a gunfight and just start murdering each other and like um it and apparently and you know we it there was a there was a time like you were saying where it was like once a month that you hear like you know somebody going crazy and like and and then that thing in germany and um after sandy hook which was 2012 i think yeah yeah and there was a recent series on BBC Two, I think, called Inside Obama's White House, where he actually met with the parents of the victims of that that school shooting and and how the promises that he would do to try and change it. But the the Senate voted them down, and then he had to go back and and look at those parents in, in the eyes and say, oh, "I'm sorry." Just, what can you? Again, it illustrates how wrong their 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 way of doing things is that you know a president wants to do make, do gun control but he's been blocked by the senate and, and you know, uh, the um what do they call it the nr nr nra isn't it the uh, rifle friend. association they're just a bunch of twats yeah. but uh, but yeah that's that's a completely long debate because i've seen so many interesting uh talks about that but um but, but yeah to the coverage yeah i mean the the le- the thing about trump i mean you, you could we could sort of talk about the 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 impact of celebrity culture. Yeah, uh, that is interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this illustrates it in the the sense yeah, that, that a well, fucking that an entertainer, or like, well, what what do you what would you kind of class him as? Like, he's a business owner, but a, not an entrepreneur, and as yeah. as he's like a, a television celebrity, yeah, can end up becoming run a yeah. fucking country. Yeah. Like, that's insane. It's in, in, the the points you made before about what Hillary should have done and yeah. what she. She should, should and shouldn't have done whatever. Um, now Trump didn't have that kind of thing in his arsenal to talk about the economy in, in terms. So he he cleverly because I think he's more of a marketing genius in the sense that okay, yeah. I'll play on the emails thing. Yeah, I'll yeah. Play, 
I'll play on the thing about sending her to jail. Like playing play dirty, on, playing dirty. Yeah, I'll play yeah. on Islamophobia. I'll play yeah. on Mexicans. I'll, I'll play, play on. on I'll play yeah. on the our husband had a blue job while he was president. <laughs> yeah. Which and the is thing, my, my favorite tweet since the whole thing mm-hmm. was uh, um, someone did a still because you know there was a um, there's a there's a, a renowned journalist in America who has I think it's cystic fibrosis. Okay. So it means that his his hands are shaking a lot. Okay. And, and in one rally of Trump did he mocked him and did the whole shaking of hands thing, and really the, and the tweet just did a freeze frame of that shot and said, "This is the moment that it sh- all should have ended." Like wow. you know, That's this is the type of person he is, and it was so poignant and true. Yeah. And you think, and every, the thing is with Trump, it's like. Almost every week, a new a new factor came in of just how <laughs> stupid and docile. And it and didn't seem to affect him. One, I know, like the whole sexual, oh, sexual. What was it? The the whole um, inappropriately touching female yeah. workers and stuff. And yeah. he just was like, and he almost was like, it's almost he was going, yeah, I did that. What of it? <laughs> like, because yeah. like, I'm a real American, people. Like you know, like like, like that. That means anything. Yeah, it was yeah. insane. Like, I know. um. And I remember, like, a friend of mine, and as I say, my friends, I mean, you're probably easily the most politically aware aware friend I have. But, like, even my, like, sort of friends from school, like, um, they were, like, um, sending me a, sent me a, a message, of, and it was a, a picture of Trump saying, in something like 1994 or something like that, where he said, if I ever, if uh, he got asked the question about, like, would you ever run for presidency? And he yeah. said, if I did, I would run as a... Um, as a is it a democrat isn't it yeah he was a fan of democrats like, yeah he's like i'd run as a democrat think, because he's like i could go on fox say, news and say all the bunch of rubbish. Saying that the republicans yeah. are stupid or yeah, whatever that was really. it yeah. yeah yeah that's that's basically what and, he said yeah do you know what i would like to know i would like to know what the cutoff point was because he was best mates with the clintons as those famous oh, really? pictures of when they were at his wedding all right uh, uh, they had like photos, photos together. Like, I get you know, very. Do you ever? Do you not get frustrated when? Um, I find it idiotic when some people say like, "Oh, it's good that we have a president who you know runs a business, so he knows how like the economy works." And yet, if you look at his track record, he was bankrupt. He got bankrupt five, four or five times. Um, and it's and not he, as if he earned his billions. No, or and like I say, oh, I know I bullshit. Yeah, when I yeah when you saw the whole bullshit of he's like I saw one of like when he announced he was going to do it and he went down them escalators and did that whole terrible first speech about wanting to be president. He's like, I came from humble beginnings. I worked my way up, and I'm like, what? You got like a ten million pound loan from your dad or something? Like, oh yeah, yeah, I came from humble beginnings too. Like, I really <laughs> blood and sweated. You know, my first few years of running my business. Like, you know, he doesn't know. Like these them, them kind of people don't know what being poor means. No. Don't, they don't know. They don't know what it's like to like live from paycheck to paycheck. Like he makes more. Like it's frightening when you these sort of people. They make more tax than we'll ever make in our life. Uh-oh. Like they give more tax than they will ever make. And then they like they're, they're wanting to like not get taxed more when they're making billions of, billions a year. It's very frustrating. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I mean, I think we've covered that pretty well. I think the main thing I've learned is that you just can't predict anything anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also I mean, the fact that not very many people voted, I think, shows that, to me, that, that implies they were all, like, ridiculously disillusioned by the whole thing. Because I think they should just get rid of the system entirely, but it's too financially motivated um, that it, it can't, I don't think it can ever be broken. And you'll never get an independent winning the president. I don't, think, I don't think I've seen them. I mean, we've all 
the, the, the funny thing with America is, I know you have American listeners, I mean, I do think it's a great country. I mean, I remember growing up in the 80s, kind of idolising it and yeah. wanting to be there because all the cool programmes used to be made there and, and a lot of my favourite music was yeah. from there. And it's um, ideology, like, uh, and like I'm with you. Yeah. And I look at them now, and we'll mention things like, you know, the mass shootings and, mm-hmm. and you look at how all the divide it is. We see the Black Black Lives Matters movement. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're in parallel to the civil rights yep. um, marches that we saw in the 60s. And you, you kind of think, I thought we moved on from that. Yeah. It's a weird case of history repeating itself, and it's well, sad. I would say, like, and the the nicest way I can phrase this, because I'm, I'm in total agreement with you in terms of, like, I feel like, you know, I think the nicest thing I can say, I feel American in, like, its philosophy. Like, you know, the, the f- believing in free speech, believing the in, land, like... The land of opportunity. Yeah, the land. You're allowed to make mistakes. You're allowed to fail in America. Like, I love that philosophy they have. Like, you know, that what Craig Ferguson says in his book of, like, you can, you can, o- you can only hit... You, you, you may only, like, hit the ball four times in baseball, but you'd end up in the Hall of Fame. So yeah. six times you'll miss the ball, and it doesn't matter. That's what America's philosophy one, one is One of my like. favourite movie scenes is, um, is in one of my favourite films, Rocky. Yes. Um, now, yeah, all the boxing and everything, you know, people remember different things like you, Adrian, and all that. His scenes in his exercising montages, but the most poignant scene in in the first film, which I, which is the only, one of the only, I only I only like one or two of the whole films of the franchise, mm. but in that scene where he walks in to meet the promoter, and because he originally thinks he's going to be a sparring partner to Apollo Creed, mm-hmm. and then the guy goes to him, "Well, how do you feel about fighting him?" And he's like, oh, uh, and he declines. He says no, because, you know, it, it's not me. I'm not ready. I'm not fit and whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and the promoter looks him in the eye and he goes, well, do you, do you believe that America is, is, is the land of opportunity? And then he kind of thinks about it and he says yes. And he says, right, we're on. Yeah. <laughs> and that illustrates it for me. And then look what hap- look at his story. I, I recommend if you haven't seen it, because um, it's, it's an okay film, actually. I was quite sh- surprised. But the last Rocky, the, not the creed one that he was yeah. involved in the one the yeah, Rocky yeah. Balboa. I would say I would say that one and the first one are yes. the best ones um, but that one I really like and so you'll remember the scene then if you've seen it because I think it's like it's, I've never seen Stallone act better it's brilliant um, when he's outside the restaurant with his son and he basically says that whole monologue of like you know it's not about how many times you win it's how many times you keep going when you get hit and willing to get back up and um, it's a, it's, I'm sure someone's clipped that on YouTube if people want to uh, see what I'm on about, but I, I watch that sometimes as motivation to go. And that's my point, to go back to what we're talking about. America has that attitude, and like, so what I was about to say with all the stuff we talked about with the, the, the gun violence and all this bad stuff you hear, because obviously with us being outsiders, that's what you hear a lot of, because it's all like, news is all about depressing a lot of the time. It's been taken over by not Americans, as in not the American way it is. It's like you hear the people who take it are not um, what the American sort of dream is and, and all that kind of stuff that makes it a great country. And I still feel part of it in that sense. I think I... Also, also along with Michael Moore, I mean, it's like if you if you listen to the lyrics of Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA. Yes. Now, when I first heard that in the 80s, I thought it was like, oh, yeah, big up. I'm American, you know, and, 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 and I rule and I'm, you know, top of the world and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it, it actually talks about the, the America in the post-Vietnam era mm-hmm. where, you know, soldiers come back home and they, they have to look for their identities again and, and you know, put, again, touching on the post-industrial landscape of America and where when's the next opportunity going to come from. 
It's actually one of the most poignant songs about. I love um, that song. So America, That's yeah. That's one of them songs, right? Like, I think people are laugh, and I hope other people who are listening had, did this, had the same reaction. As soon as you said that song, I wanted to sing it. Yeah. <laughs> you just want to go, Bon! But we can't, yeah. say it too, we can't sing it too long, otherwise there's copyright issues, but, um, <laughs> but yeah. You just, I, we wanted to just start placing it the song there. But, um, anyway, we got completely on track. This was supposed to be, like, sort of, like we said, it's going to be titled to be about, like, my birthday experience. Oh, talk about. That's <laughs> fine. But, no, it's okay. It's fine. Like, it's good. It's, um, that's, um, I thought we could end on that anyway, so it's fine. We've got, like, 20 minutes or so before we're wrapping this one up. But, um, but anyway, so, um, so, yeah, that's our opinion about Trump. I'm sure, I, I'm not sure. I, well, I mean, I don't think people will give two shits what we I, think. I, but. I, I don't, I don't, we, we, we won't be talking about him again. He's, yeah, exactly. Not, it's just like, there's our thought. Like, everyone else seems to be willing to comp, comment on it. So, so there you go. I know we haven't really talked in great detail about what we really think. I think, like, it's a, it's a shame I would have preferred Hillary into, but, like, I don't feel like, you know, what, whatever my, um, opinion is is irrelevant and that it doesn't affect me every day. So, um, I feel bad after the one, people I know. One thing I am, in a way, looking forward to, if, if you're going to do the every cloud thing, yes, is that if you if you go on YouTube, I'm sure it's there. If you do a a, a montage of George Bush's entire eight year presidency of all his soundbites, <laughs> we're going to get that with Trump. Yeah, again. of all the, like him saying the inappropriate things and. Yeah, um, in eight years' time, hopefully it's not it, and it's just. Four. I liked it when, like, I, I saw that. I've been watching some old clips of Have I Got News for You, and I was giggling because they showed the clip of when he got the bicentennial year wrong with 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 the Queen, and he goes like, and he just turns to her and he says like the most cringeworthy thing where he goes, she just gave me a look like a mother gives a child." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, because she's basically going, he's a fucking idiot, like, you know. And like what um, Robin Williams says when he goes, whenever he was next to Tony Blair, he would stare at him and go, I don't, I, I don't even know how to spell most of them words. Yeah, <laughs> which is so true. That that was the look he would often give, like Tony Blair in speeches. He's like, wow, this guy, like, is really. And then, and then you listen to like, you know, when I we've talked about this before, but when you watch like the Howard Stern nine eleven like famous show of him doing his show while while the nine eleven was happening and then they played they played Bush's speech when like um they they, they um filtered it into the show and like so you heard what he said yeah. when he announced what was going on and like their response was like what a terrible speech like because he didn't know what was going on he just basically said like and he's like oh we're gonna go and find them folks and say that terrorism won't be tolerated and they and they said this is what i like that's why i liked obama because obama showed a bit of emotion and a bit of like humanity whenever he talked like he, he would be he would have a have a hint of like you know you're not gonna i'm not gonna you know enough enough bullshit you know this is what i think about things and i i liked him for that where bush was almost just like he had this like nonchalant like everything will be all right i'm gonna end up on the golf course at some point so <laughs> so yeah uh it's and, uh, just just to wrap it up i mean it, it's a frightening thought uh-huh. but but you know america's just had its first black president and yes. in january in the the um, <laughs> 16th or something isn't it yeah the initiation uh, thing yeah. whatever it's called yeah, he, he's going to hand over the presidency to the to a guy <laughs> who's been endorsed by the the fucking KKK. I know, yeah. I mean, that's that has sad. the worst hairstyle. <laughs> his his hair is more well known than his. <laughs> and his wife and his wife will be standing next to him. Thinking, I know. Again, what the hell? The the fakeness okay, yeah. and the fake smile and be like, yeah, this is awesome. 
Oh, I don't think. I think um, as they be uh, as as I think to end this in a very in a fun, less depressing way. Yes, I remember yes. someone tweeting this, and I found it hilarious where they went. Let, look at it this way. Um, you can look at it as Trump's going to not be able to sleep for four years because <laughs> 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 he's not going to know what he's going to be. He has no idea what the hell he's going to be doing. And I, when I read that, I'm like, that's a good enough point to know that he's going to be like, you know, no more like him. Just he does have that you know, look about him now when you see him now. That like, ho- oh, like oh my god, just, yeah, just done. So, yeah, yeah, I hope so. But anyway, so yeah, so that's that. So uh, okay, so we talked about that. Obviously, that's what happened when. We last spoke in between, which obviously is a big, huge thing. And Ricky, obviously, as he said, he stayed up and watched it, which I haven't done that in quite a while. Watched the lessons. Well, I, I but... kind of didn't, didn't. I was, I was, I, wo- I watched up until like four a.m. and I was getting a bit tired, and I was mm. also getting worried because I could see where it was going. Yeah, yeah. But I still had the TV on. Do we still count at like ten o'clock our time? Like, I think about five o'clock. Yeah. I think about five o'clock. They said on the on the TV that the New York Times, which is a very respected source, and of course, and, yeah. Newspaper in, in America. Said they said he, he's on course to win it, and I just went, oh fuck it, and I went. <laughs> I know, yeah, fucking yeah. hell, yeah. I imagine like that would have been my response at that time. But anyway, yeah. um, so yeah, so so yeah, in terms of if that was to um, just to quickly go on from there because okay. you you said what else I've been up to. Okay, yeah, go. I mentioned gym and running. Oh, I, yeah. I've actually gone into a regime where I'm actually running three days a week now. Just to help really my good. Good for you. general fitness and mental health as well. Mm-hmm. Except on that <laughs> on that Wednesday morning, uh, when <laughs> Trump had won, my head was full was filled with all sorts of shit. Yeah, you like I'll run to the new bridge you do, and jump off you, it. Need, you do need to concentrate to run. I know I do. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just known that I've woken up in this new era <laughs> of whatever it is. That's I just funny. I just run. I think gonna... you got a good point. Yeah. Oh wow. But um. Yeah. So anyway, um, so yeah, so that, that's good. Good for you. Like I said, I'm trying to. I want to try and get into shape. And you, and uh, Ricky mentioned um, uh, Jenny Walwick and uh, who who was a ex badminton player. And like, so yeah, I'm thinking about maybe doing some badminton or something like that. Or because I used to play it, which is why I knew a little bit about it when we interviewed her. But um, but yeah, so I'm thinking about that. But yeah, so in terms of stuff with me, like I say, um, which is fun, which is actually a good segue in terms of when we talked about. When Ricky was last on, I, we had a discussion about like sort of dating, um, which was an interesting discussion. And so I'm really like happy to say that I, I like you, you. I'm sure Ricky's gonna laugh because the amount of conversations I've had privately with Ricky about going, God, let me tell you about this awful date, or let me tell you how much I hate dating, and like, or let me tell you how I'm getting really depressed by this, and etc. 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 Because dating, I I still maintain, even though I my present girlfriend came from this, and I'm obviously very grateful for that. But even she'll tell you, dating is shit. It is the shittest thing, um, and it sucks. And most people don't want to really date. Um, it seems, um, which is why you know you've and you've got to go through this mire of hundreds of people before you find someone who is worth going out with, um. So yeah, so that's changed in the last month because, or month or so, because I'd been talking to this girl Faye, um, and uh, we had been speaking through emails, and then we had a period of time where we didn't talk for a bit, and then she sent me an email basically saying, um, "I'd like to meet you because we sound like we've got a lot in common," um, and thank God I listened to some friends because um, I was just really wanting to quit Plenty of Fish which is a site we a site I use, uh, a dating site. I just was really just like, oh, I don't want to use this anymore. 
I'm sick of this. Um, people just keep saying they're interested and then they disappear or they just give up emailing. And then um, I went to my friends, some some friends of mine, just because I happened to be seeing them that day and went, I've been sent this email from this girl who I was been talking to who I did like, um, but I just got into that mindset, which I'm sure you understand, of like, you just like, I'm, I, I've got no energy left. Like, I, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, and then they just went, what's one more? Like, she wants to see you. Um, so what's the worst that can happen? Um, so I agreed to meet her, and then a week later we met, and then like about three days after our first, well, after our second date, uh, we started going out. <laughs> and so I'm like, it's amazing how time changes, like, um, because boy was I glad. Um, which I'm sure Ricky will got questions about, but, um, and then yeah, and then obviously I turned 29 last Saturday, um, and I went out with some friends, like I said, so I can obviously go into what we did. Because um, I'm just thinking as well, you know how like I get I, I, I put a picture up for the episodes. I'm thinking um, I, there's a picture of me, sort of drunk. Um, you know that? Have you been in Northumberland Street recently in Newcastle? Uh, yes, I was there uh, last Friday. I think. Did you see that? I think it was that. Like, uh, also, also, it was last Friday. Yeah, All right, well, it's last Friday then. It makes perfect or whatever that like, makes that yeah. if it's like the weekend. Um, uh, did you see them? Um, I can't even know what they are like, ele- like elephant-looking things, and they're like multicolored, and they're all over like Northumberland Street. Oh, well, they're the um. I don't know what the fashion. Hudson Oswald's Hospice yes. charity things, yeah. Well, they're it, all over. They're all over Newcastle. I think they're all over the northeast. All oh, right. Well, there's a few of them on Northumberland Street, and we noticed them because me and my friends were dragging each other off Northumberland Street at three in the morning. So me uh, being a bit merry, tried to jump, tried to try to mount one. <laughs> and I, and uh, it took me forever. And what's funny about this picture, which I'll happily share, even though it shows a bit of my ass, is <laughs> as I was trying to get up, I was as I was trying to get up, like I was trying to get up onto the and to mount this whatever it is. What are they? Are they like a pig or is it like an elephant or something? Giant, giant dogs, I think. Giant dogs. Okay. So like it's a giant dog, and I was trying to like because um, my friend tried to do, but he was like a bit worse than I was, so, like a bit worse for wear. Can I, can I just just interject to say yeah. the when I, when they first came out. The way the, I did see tweets from, like, uh, um, Newcastle Council or police or whatever, say, telling people specifically not to. <laughs> so if I, I would have got told off. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, I did it fairly quickly. Well, it was like, this is three in the morning. There was, like, barely anybody around. And it, uh, well, yeah. obviously, other than dr- other drunken people. So I saw my friend try to do it, and he's, like, really struggling, and he's not as tall as I am. So I just, like, pulled myself up and finally got there. And then my friend took a picture, like, close to me. But he took it from behind. And I, because it, it must have took me a bit of time, to, I barely remember doing this. I remember having the thought of wanting to do it. And then I basically got up. And uh, my pants must have, felt, like, sort of fell down a little in the process of doing it. And then I, like, I had my arms up, kind of like, I've, I did it. And he took that picture. And, like, you can sort of see a little bit of my arse showing. But it's a funny it's a funny picture, so I'll happily share it. But, um. But yeah, and there's a bunch of so so yeah. So like I was saying, in terms of what we did, now you can ask me what you want about fear if you want to talk about it. But um, is so when I was 29 uh, on Saturday, I so we decided to go out and we went to Sharp Bar, which is what we usually do, and we've touched on that earlier. And then um, my friends of mine who were sitting there, based uh, when we were considering where next to go, um, mentioned a German bar. So have you heard of this place? It's called Rhein something. Rain something I think it? it's near up it's just to, to the left of city vault in the big market um so the on the big market thing is where city vault it's a big market in a while so opposite uh, um opposite blue bamboo 
So I you, know that, where yeah. Blue Bamboo is, and you go yeah, opposite, yeah, yeah. and City Vault used to be there, but then it's like, a City Vault's a lot smaller than it used to be. So thing is, I'll just quickly say, I'm not, I mean, when I used to drink, mm-hmm. um, the big market was, was where it was at, where it was be, but ever since places like The Gate opened, and yes. People tend to go there less now, don't well, they? Well, yeah, and to be honest with you, I'm glad you said that, because to be honest with you, like, I, I don't want to, like, not, I've got nothing against anyone who listens to this who goes to Big Market or whatever from, from Newcastle, but, um, that, as Ricky quite rightly says, like, that's where most people go, um, because it's, like, the main place where all the, like, nightclubs, like, nightclubby places are, and, like, there's the, and the kind of, it's the beginning of where, like, all the clubs are. So, it's a, it's when it's where like you know as soon as you enter it you know it's like the main place because it's like police vans and an ambulance <laughs> and also someone getting into trouble so anyway i agree with you 100 percent. and we usually don't go to these places um um and i we usually avoid that street like the plague when we go out it's gonna get transformed anyway isn't it yeah supposedly um like renovated and changed and stuff which is about time really it's looked, it's looked the same have a lot of outdoor cafe type yeah it's been like yeah. that it's been looks run down for ages like it's the one sort of street that's not been touched so yeah it's kind of good that they do that um but anyway yeah so we usually avoid it but then um, my friend graham and phil said oh a few of my like other friends would be or like my like he's got uh, like my um phil's girlfriend was saying like oh there's like a place called um uh, like a Rhine something and it's a German bar and it's next to City Vault it's like the basement of City Vault because City Vault like downscaled itself and only went to one floor so this place like a German place like I wish I remember it's Rhine something but um, I think that's right and uh, so they went oh it's like bas-, and they explained like what it was and so what ends up happening is you get a tankard um, mm-hmm. when you when you go there you basically like pay like you can get other regular drinks as well but it, they encourage you to get tankards because it's a German bar and you get given one and to, you keep it and basically you go up to the bar and like you say what you want and they put whatever inside the tankard and you get to keep it. Mm-hmm. Like we don't get to keep it like outside of it but you just keep it the rest of the night. Um, so um, so the quick story like so we went oh let's go there and um, it was like it cost a, a couple of quid to get in which is fine. Um, so we went through two of these tankards each and apparently like we checked afterwards they're like about two and a half pints in them <laughs> so quite a bit and we had two of them so i had you know five in this place and we already had a few drinks at shark bar um yeah. so that tells you all you need to know when i show you the picture um <laughs> so um it was really fun and like the people that were there are really nice but then so i hadn't paid for a round up until this point because all my friends were basically just like oh it's your birthday so you know it's on us and so they kept going up to the bar and i was like that's really nice but i was like i had give got given some money off my mom and obviously i'd got some money for my birthday off my family and stuff so i was like okay the next friend's on me at this new at this place i give phil because phil has a superpower and his superpower is he gets to, he can go to the bar pretty much anywhere and he just like saunts in and he's like right in the front straight away don't know how he does it he's like uh, i don't know he just it's his superpower like he just does it without even thinking yeah so i gave i just i saw i passed him a 20 pound note and i was like oh whatever it is just there's 20 pound keep whatever it is if it's less or whatever just he has 20 pound thinking okay that should be i don't know how much this costs so um mm-hmm. so i give him 20 pound thinking okay whatever you can just keep whatever it is and or give me the change or whatever um he orders four tankards and he says like how so he asks the guy behind the bar like how's this work because it's our first time and he went oh and he like points at this menu and he just says oh here are the bunch of things you can have inside the tankard and there was all like random ales and all kinds of stuff all different beers 
and he's like, just pick one uh, or pick different ones if you want, and uh, then I, I'll put them in each one and tell you what they are, and then you pay for them. Um, and so I went, okay. So um, he basically, just to make it easy, I said, we'll have four, and then what do you guys want? I went, I don't care. I'll take anything. Um, so he orders them, and then he basically, and then the guy goes, that'll be £30. <laughs> for, for four. So, or uh, 31 no, seven, 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 no, £28, because it was seven, there was £7 each. So, um, so yeah, he went, oh, don't worry about it. So he added the tenner to it and got the change. But, um, but yeah, it was £7. But considering it's like two and a half pints, that's not terrible. Considering, like, you know. Yeah, I was going to say that's probably average. Isn't yeah. It? I just, it was, I, I've not bought alcohol in a while, but. Yeah, it's like. I remember the times when, when pints used just to be a pound. Oh, God, yeah, we're back in the day, yeah. Well, I mean, like, in quite, like, swankyish places, like, you're probably looking at, like, between £3 and £3.50 for a, a pint or something. So the fact that, like, it's over two pints and it's £7, like, that's about average anyway. And also, I made this theory, I don't know whether you agree with this, but it makes you kind of slow down in terms of drinking on nights out because you look at the tankard and uh, there's a picture of me holding it. Um, so I'll, I'll happily, like, you know, show Ricky this and I might tweet it or something. Um, but, um, yeah, because my friend sent me it, is the, is a picture of me holding the tankard when I first get it and I've got, like, a look of surprise on my face. And it... It took it takes it took me about like and I'm a, I'm I'll admit I'm a slow drinker now because I'm I'm getting old. Is uh, is um I shouldn't really say that with Ricky being on, but <laughs> but you never know. Uh, I, I've said that joke before. I was uh, about to pay a compliment saying you're getting more wiser, but I'll take it. Thank back you, now. but that's <laughs> yeah, take it back now. <laughs> that's fine. I was only kidding, but um, but uh, yeah. So um, so I think it makes you drink slower. Basically, is my point because. Um, I really like took my time, and um, and yeah, it was just really it, 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 and uh, because it took me about it an was, hour. It wasn't, it wasn't like a pub crawl, was it? Where you just not kind really, of no. We only went to two places, but yeah. we we enjoyed that place so much because it played like um, which I don't know whether you'd appreciate, but like it played like nineties cheesy music um, uh, and stuff like that. So we kind of like got into it because there was stuff we all recognised, and we kind of all went. And we we did it because we were drunk enough. Because my friends don't really dance. But we were drunk enough that like we sort of danced on ta- like because they like they have like park bench tables and so people were like dancing on top of them and stuff like that and like you know I- I'm obviously not- I'm obviously taken now but like um, my single friends that were there were basically like in that like they had loving it because there was a lot of like you know good like good looking people around it was um it was it was fun and like the people you know it was like it wasn't one of these clubs because like that's one of the reasons i avoid like uh, like the more nightclubish places because you always like feel like you're gonna bump into someone they're gonna like you're gonna like start a fight or something like that like they're just gonna be like prickish about it whereas in there it was like people were like talking to each other and like you know saying like hi and it was really cool it was like i, I really liked it i'd like to go back um but um yeah it was just fun um but yeah like i say like um afterwards went to like i say other fast food chains are available but i went to mcdonald's um and um pretty much ate the entire restaurant in burgers like i i, I bought I, I literally ordered like so much stuff and uh, my friend uh, phil had three big macs <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, seen, I've seen you i've seen you have two big macs on, on the yeah day. yeah i don't know why I, yeah but i had like um, a couple of burgers, a couple of Big Macs, as far as I remember, and like a meal. So I had like chips and stuff, and I was just like I couldn't stop eating. But it was not, it, it definitely helped for my hangover the next day. <laughs> um, but um, it was really I had a really good time. I was like I really want to do it again. But it leads me to like, and I'm not just saying this because she may listen to this, but like it, it. I don't know whether you've had that like if if you've ever like you know went out regularly when you've with somebody like if you're in a relationship, it's so much 
nicer and enjoyable going out, not knowing you have to worry about like the idea that guys have of pulling somebody. Like you actually in generally can enjoy the night and I was much more relaxed and I like enjoyed it for that feeling of like I don't have to worry about like, you know, what people think of me and I can just enjoy being with my friends and that was that that really felt great and I missed I missed that. So like I guess like I I owe fear uh, gratitude in that sense because it was really super fun. And um just to know just to let you know what I did on my birthday weekend is on the Friday, um, I had a few friends around for board game night, which you know about, because I said if you could come to it, you're welcome. Um, um, so we sat and played board games, and Faye met my good friend Nicola uh, and her husband, and, and we sat and played some games, and she stayed over, and then um, I hung out with um, Faye for some of the Saturday, and then um, she went home, and I went to see my mom, who got me a cake, and I had a bunch of presents waiting for me, and... It was really, really great. Like it's the best, as I said, the best like overall weekend birthday slash thing I've had in quite some time. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm thinking for my thirtieth, I might like if if you're. I'm assuming you would come. Would you come? Would you if I if I like um, hired a function room, let's say, and got some friends around and like hired a room and and like got a bunch of people together, you'd come to that, right? Yeah, that'd be fun. Let's yeah. do that. Like, I think that's, that, that would be fun. I think we should do that. Like, I'm even thinking about, like, getting, like, a joint thing with some friends or something. Like, get, like, whenever, like, it's someone's 30th or something, we'll just, like, mm. wait until and celebrate both birthdays or something at a certain time. I don't know, but I'm thinking about doing that. Um, because I think it would just be, instead of, like, because one of my friends went, oh, he's just going to, like, um, be in his room and just sulk. <laughs> I'm like, come on. Gotta just, may as well just make the most of it. At least forget it. If you're going to be miserable about it, may as well just forget the day um, yeah. and just enjoy it for that reason. So that's my thought about 30th. But um, but yeah, it was super great. Like, you know, just, you know, having so- being with somebody, that's obviously a bonus present and and uh, got to play some board games and then I got to um, uh, see my mom for a little bit and then I went out with my friends. How's, how's mom doing, by the way? She's doing fine, yeah. Um I was talking about this the other day. I'm thinking like. Did you say she made a cake or bought a cake? Um, she just bought a cake. Um, I, I think she could make a cake if she wanted to, but like you know, just it's too difficult. Still nice though. Um, perfectly reasonable. Um, I think actually there's still some at, at my mom's house because I only could eat one slice. Because um, oh, she also made me some food and stuff, which is really sweet of her. And uh, I ate like a truckload before I went out. So. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, I kind of half did that with my own birthday when I got that cake and shared it with her. Mentally sound colleagues. Oh yeah, that was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I like that. I would have done. I would have done that if I had, like it was meeting people. I was even thinking about. I even told her, but then I haven't seen her for a bit because I've been feeling a little uh, unwell the last couple of days. But because um, I supposed to, see, I was supposed to see her today, but I ended up napping before we did this, which might be why I'm a bit chirpy. Um, so I said I'm going to see her tomorrow. But um, but uh, yeah, I even like sort of said, could you like keep the slices and put them somewhere? Because I was like going to give one, a slice to Faye, but. I haven't seen her that recently because she's just started working again. Um, so, um, yeah, I was like, oh, I'm going to like give me some slices. I can give it to people when I see them, but I'm not really seeing anybody much recently. So I was just like, it'll probably be um, out like a bit stale by the time I give it to people. So, yeah, but I liked when you did that. That was fun, and that cake was really nice. Um, where did you, you got it from, like, a cake place, right? Where did you get it from? Uh, it was from Marks & Spencer, yeah. Oh, I mean, it's really nice. I, I knew, I knew that. Marks and I mean, Spencer's really great place. Highly recommend. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. It, it was, it was weird circumstance because we, we, we were booked to do a show, and we, we know the melee of you know things with the, the the station and stuff. So yes, and in a way, it was also intended for the guests because they were originally going to come to the studio, 
and I felt a bit bad for them for having to, you know, go across the road and, you know. So the way it was just to cheer up everybody, and I thought, well, it was a good. The, you have to you have to tell them in like seven days that you know what message you want on. I just said I just want mentally sound on. And they picked it up on that day and brought it down, and yeah. What was it? It's nice though. I mean, it's like had ice and stuff on, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. didn't you say like, because um, when I was talking to Ricky and I like texted him about um, that I had a new girlfriend and stuff, one of the things we'd I'd been joking about with other people and Ricky will know this is that I said I kept like doing the whole joke of I'd be like, but there is one thing I really don't like about her, and everyone's like all leaning in, going, "What is it? Like, is it really like? Is it something you have to like work on?" I'm like, I'm, I'm afraid it is, and I'm like, she doesn't like cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, and I just, I literally, like, I've been saying to her, like, every now and again when we're just joking around and we see each other, I go, like, like, I still can't believe, like, I, would, I literally would just start shaking my head going, yeah, how do you, how can anyone not like cheese? This doesn't make <laughs> sense. And then when I told this to Ricky, he did make a very valid point of, isn't it, is it just sweets in general? Or, like, what is it? Well, ironically, it's cake, what I just, and, and yeah. they're all. Did you yeah. actually, because that's what I'm confused by, did you actually have a slice of that cake? I had, I had very little. I had one slice, but I was happy for everyone else just in Brodick. Very nice. Grab what they, yeah. Just well, I was just wondering then, so is it like, is it specifically like chocolate cake or something? No, no. Oh, but that doesn't, this doesn't mean to say I don't have a sweet tooth because I do. I mean, I love chocolate. I love, you just, I, I love, I love ice cream. I love their uh, old kind of rustic desserts like crumbles. You know, I make apple. Yeah. Oh, God. Crumbles. Apple, any, any like apple based desserts I'm all yeah. for. But something about cake, I just feel that it's like, you know, I'm happy with just like a muffin, like a chocolate chip muffin or a blueberry muffin. Yeah, fair enough. Because it's plain and simple. Yeah. Thing with cake and all the icing and, and creams and stuff, it just goes a bit overboard for me and just kind um, of... Funny of... story about that, considering it, it's it's related to Faye, is um, so we met on our first day, we went to um, Gillen Brothers Tea House, which is what we kind of mutually recommended, which was really nice. I is that the one up by the university yes. that you, you took me to one yes, time? Yes, I think yeah. I did. I might have took it to you. I might have took you there. I've definitely yeah, it was when I gave you those... Um, yeah, that's right. And I told you about I was meeting Claudia Christian. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that for that reason. Because like, when I told Ricky, like, oh, I'm, um, have to, I've got a 10-minute interview schedule with Claudia Christian. He went, I'm a huge fan of her. And then, like, uh, once he like woke up from his... Uh, when he fainted on the floor and we had to get like <laughs> you know paramedics in. Um, <laughs> uh, it was very fun. Recommended to work I know, with. and then uh, lo and behold, like whatever it was, two months later, he was on a podcast talking to her, yeah. um, which is kind of cool. But um, but yeah, so um, yeah, I remember that it was about a week before I went, so that was a while ago. It was like the start of the year. Um, but anyway, so, so yeah, yeah, so okay, so we have been there. So um, yeah, it's like my friend Lydia originally recommended it to me, so I've took a bunch of people there, um, and so she went. Oh, I'm not really like because she. Um, isn't like a really big drinker. She she likes uh, vodka, um, you know, vodka and coke and stuff. But she doesn't really like she doesn't like beer and various other things. So we, I was obviously okay with that. But we did end up end up going to a bar eventually. But so we were like, oh, let's meet for tea. And like, so the reason I'm bringing this up in relation to what you said about desserts and stuff, she goes, um, although I have to say, there's one thing I won't, um, you know, I I, I won't budge on. Um, you have to like brownies. Um, yeah. So she's like, oh, because I wanted to get tea and brownies, and just basically said, if if you don't like brownies, we're gonna have a problem. Yeah. And I just like, and I so the first thing I joked with her on the date when we ordered stuff, and we ordered the, she ordered a brownie, and I went, I'll have the same, and I looked at her and went, uh, so as I, I guess I'm allowed to stay now. Because <laughs> and she was like, you like brownies? I'm like, yeah. Because uh, I, I, it would have been funny just to go, oh, I don't like brownies. Can I do I need to leave? <laughs> but no, 
I adore brownies, so um, that that was all. It was yeah, all good. I'm a brownie person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just it was it was it was amazing. Like in terms of how it ended up happening, in that like I say, we had two dates and we had two dates in two days. And Ricky kind of knows this story in that. Um, what I will say is that so the first date we ever had with her, um, we <laughs> just to prove how anyone who listens to this will be like, oh god, it's got to be Stephen's like ideal person because she basically. We sat down, and 20 minutes into the thing, the waiter had come twice to ask what we wanted, and we had, we completely not paid attention. And we were just, because we were like, so what about, so really nice to meet you, and like, so we just started nattering, and she's, yeah. she talks as much as me, so yeah. that tells you all you need to know. Um, and so we basically made a truce going, maybe we should order, and then like, not annoy this waiter, and um, we'll then like, get into talking to each other. And yeah. then, I now know through going out with her, that that was a big like a big like flag of wow this guy's good this this is going to be good and um so we basically arranged to go to a jazz cafe at, like later that day because they had yeah. a band on but yeah. when we got there so but because so we basically were joking each other going we're going to give each other points where we can end the date so like once Gwillen brothers ended we we're like do you want to go to the jazz cafe and she just went yeah i really would like to and i'm like i'd really like to too so we went to the jazz cafe the um the band was already starting and I, my concern which i think i even i at least oh, i may have told you retrospectively but um uh the band it's a jazz cafe can be serious and that everyone looks at the band and you can't talk and so when we got there we were about 10 minutes late and that was the door was closed and like everyone was looking at the band and i'm like i'm not going to be we're not going to be able to talk to each other which for a first day it's not really recommended so I took her to Town Wall, which is right across the road, and my friends who were joking to me, because I, t- I turned to her as I was walking in, and you'll laugh when I say this, but I went, oh yeah, I used to do like gigs down here, the, down in the basement, and she was like, really? Like, And my friends were like, ah, smoothly done, smoothly done, because <laughs> I just happened to go to a place where I could go, yeah, I used to gig here and stuff, and she's like, so I got the opportunity to talk about that a little bit, and and um, and yeah, and uh, to cut a long story short, we kept changing when the date, first date was going to end in terms of time because her last metro was at 11, my last bus was at 11, and it got to about 10 to 11, and I went, oh, do you know that it's 10 to 11, so we need to go if we want to go? And she went, I don't want to go, and I'm like, I don't want to go either. So we went, how about how about we both agree that we just get individual taxis home? And so I went, I'm, I'm good with that. Um, I'm going to pay that. So we stayed till last order's. And then we walked along, which is very romantic. So any, I hope any girls listening to this are going to be like, oh, is um, we went and walked along the quayside at like one in the morning and uh, chatted about things. Um, and then basically, um, we it, it, it is a it is a romantic uh, stretch that place. Yeah, yeah, I love it, and it was like great. And we'd already sort of, I what I will reveal, I think she'll be okay in saying this is like we'd obviously we'd we'd kissed at that point and do like holding hands and stuff, and it was really nice. And then we basically just went. I really had a like it was the best first date I've been on by a country mile. Um, and so we basically were just like I had a really great time, and I don't really want it to end. And I'm like, well, it has to end at some point. So we basically just went home at like two in the morning. Um, she got a taxi back. I like sort of waved her goodbye and all that stuff. And um, and then we agreed because she was off work, which was just very happily coincidence. And she's like, I'm free in a couple of days. Um, and I was like, I am too. So or at least I can be. And so we met a couple of days later. Mm-hmm. Exactly the same thing happened. It was just easy and fun and. Yeah. Still had the same chemistry and like just the mm-hmm. it thing that you can't you can't um bottle, mm-hmm. you can't like pretend. It's the it mm-hmm. thing that unfortunately you either have got it or you don't. 
mm-hmm. and just the the like raw chemistry we had with each other because our personalities clashed in a really good way like we we're very similar we have similar outlooks on a majority of things there's only slight differences which is acceptable differences and i like that she's different in certain ways but um uh yeah and it just um she's willing to like you'll get get used to the cheese thing eventually yeah yeah as much as that like is a real like you know i almost went i'm sorry i can't do this but um (laughs) um but like so, okay, but let me just describe, like, I, I would get it if she, like, didn't like certain cheeses or, like, didn't like whatever. It's the fact that, like, she doesn't even like any form of it on anything. Like, that's the thing that most, like, baffles me. But if, she if, you, even... guys, if you guys ever get to, like, share a Big Mac or something, you're going to have to say to to them behind the counter, without cheese, please. Well, she does the whole, any burger she gets, because she's, like doesn't want and she's like she likes a lot of stuff like plain in that regard like she eats so pasta sauces and stuff she likes tomato but like um but um yeah she has like plain burgers she's the one of these people that goes to like mcdonald's and says i want just plain burgers and she doesn't even like tomato like she doesn't like tomato sauce and stuff like that which i adore but it's totally fine like i mean it's just it's who she is i'm not gonna be like oh god that's terrible um i just basically make the joke of more for me um but like on (laughs) but like on friday um on Friday, when she came around for board game night, um, me and Nicola essentially were like a couple in terms of food because we went, well, we want pizza. So me and her got pizza because her husband doesn't like cheese that much. So um, uh, he, so that, um, him and Faye got burgers, like separate burgers, and me and her shared a pizza. Um, so I just basically said, I'm going to have to share pizza with other people because she doesn't even like, to my point, she doesn't even like cheese on pizza. So she doesn't like, doesn't order any pizza, doesn't get, doesn't like pizza at all. That's so, not that isn't pizza in my opinion, and it's like what the, with cheese on. Without cheese, it's not. A oh, pizza. without cheese, yeah. I mean, I don't. I, well, I don't really know how she could do that. I did say though, like once when I was a student, um, I would get pita breads and put tomato puree on, and then just put whatever I had in the fridge, like peppers and mush mushrooms and stuff. Yeah. And so you can theoretically do like a pizza base with with tomato puree and stuff. And then yeah. just grill it on grill it on your oven, and it is sort of a pizza. But yeah, I'm I'm with you. Like, I'm not having fucking cheese on it. It's weird. Mm. But um, I don't know if she's ever done that. Um, have a cheeseless pizza, but um, mm. it isn't really pizza. I agree with you. <laughs> but still, um, so yeah, yeah. Other than that, really. Well, I'm really I'm, I'm I'm very happy for you and happy for you yeah. both. It's uh, it's really good, good times. Yeah, I'll be speaking to her when we end our recording session, but um. But yeah, it's just it's easy and it's fun, and um, I wouldn't have gone, I wouldn't have agreed to go out with her without um, without it um, being that way. Um, mm-hmm. And I know people said it was relatively quick in terms of when you had a couple of dates and then decided, but we were just like we kind of knew, you know, it's just like when you we because we were talkers, like our dates. It's not like you know, my mom was like, oh, you should go out with her for a couple of hours and then go out another couple of hours and stuff. Like our first date lasted like twelve hours, <laughs> like. <laughs> Like half a date. We met at like, well, we met at like five, and it ended like about two thirty in the morning. So that's quite a long time. And then our second well, date, well, we second, met. Yeah, I've, I've experienced one of them in the sense that yeah. when when you're on, well, yeah, my very first one of my very first relationships was a distant one. All right, yeah. And so we 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 had like a day out in London, mm-hmm. and we decided to stay the night there as well. So it was like kind of very. Well, there you go. Yeah, I mean, on our second date, um, she came back to mine, and then uh, she just didn't leave. So, so it's just like yeah so it's just kind of like a thing of we were just like it's just like we want to be with each other so why fight it i mean we did say like take something slow and like i think the the, the advantage for us now even though it is kind of like difficult 
um, is that she's back at work now, so we only see each other whenever she's got some free nights and stuff. So it's we, we're now in the process of like being a relationship, as in the stuff's in the way and like you know, because um, she's like for example, even though she's ended up having to work today as we're recording this, um, you know, she would have had to wait for us to finish. So there's like that for before I could talk to her. So you know, there's all sorts of stuff where you've got to work around. But um, yeah, she's awesome and like um, yeah, uh, Ricky will meet her one day. Because um, as I say, we were planning on like sort of one of the things that I agreed to talk to her with, which I'm sure you'll know, having known me very well, is that um, one of the things we talked about, like, a, do you want it to be a serious relationship? Which we both said yes, which is a good point, good thing. Um, also, a serious is in we want it to be serious. Obviously, you can't start it being serious, but like leading to being serious. Um, and also, like, what's your view on, like, friends? And, like, are you wanting to... Because I don't want friends to be separate, if you see what I mean. Like, but when you first go out with them, it has to be separate to a certain extent. Because you want to, like, spend time with and get to know the person you're going out with. But, like, yeah. eventually, she's like, no, I want to meet your friends. And I want to hang out with them and all this kind of stuff. And, like, um, she was baffled when I said, like, the people I previously went out with um, was, like, I had French... I've had relationships before where it's, like... You, they put your friends you, you're like you have your friends i have my friends they're never going to meet oh you're never going to meet them and you're never going to like be involved in that aspect and I'm, like, I'm not saying i want to be involved in it all the time but it's like you know you know when me and you meet odd times i'll be like if she's free i'd be like do you want to come with me or whatever you know and like do you want to like you obviously want you to meet her and stuff so or we can have more get-togethers with other people and like so it's it's mm-hmm. um it's nice it, get, it opens up avenues and like reasons to communicate um it's funny because when i I logged on. Oh, you, you should know this because it's funny. Because I know um, I logged on to Facebook for the first time in two years, mm-hmm. um, just to change my profile, <laughs> change my profile. So I was going out with that because she was like, "I know you don't use Facebook, but I mean, she wasn't even like, she wasn't like super like, you know, if I didn't want to, she wouldn't have forced me to." But I went, "Okay, I'll do that. It seems fair, and maybe other people might want to know." So I went on. I logged on just basically say I'm going out with her. Um, that was weird. That was weird. I felt very weird using Facebook. I was like. <laughs> yeah, I got a few. I got a few people with like you know people I've never talked to in years going. Oh, what's going on? How's that? What's happening? Like yeah. So the question about the friends and 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 relationships about how to keep them separate and when to bring them together yes. thing. Uh-huh. I mean, I think I mentioned on your on your last podcast mm-hmm. that when I was on dating sites, yes. it was. Um, do you know what I found intimidating is when when they had pictures on their profiles, or like with friends. And the reason why I found that intimidating, because to me it almost looked like a panel, like a judging panel. <laughs> like you have to meet not only her approval, but all her friends' approval. Good point. It, that, that is interesting. Kind of like X-factor type sort of thing. That's very like, interesting. It was like looking at that and I just thought, mm. That's very interesting. I, I'd, rather, I'd rather just see them as an individual and win their respect over first and then, you know tackle whatever else there well that's why we're taking it easy and that like we're not i'm not pressurizing on like you know because like my monday night crew um and obviously like i say you're part of that as well is that like but my monday night crew just because like i've known them for so long is that like i see them all the time so it's like um so it's like you know we've talked about it in conversations about like and I don't, I don't want to like go right. You got to come now, and like you know, because if they don't like, because like obviously it would be terrible. Like to your point, it's the risk you take. Because like you know, what if my friends from school go? Oh, I really don't like that. But I'm pretty much telling you for certain, because like she's virtually, she's in, in a lot of ways the female version of me, and that like she's, she's, she, you know, not to brag about her, but like I get one, she's my girlfriend, obviously. But like 
you know, she's kind and she's very considerate and she's warm and she's easy to talk to. Um, she's very, very funny. Um, just to give you a quick example, like, cause you know that I, you know that I, you, through doing this and conversations we've had privately, you know that I like messing about and being sort of cheeky sometimes. Um, do, I kind of did that probably a little too early because <laughs> it's just the way my mindset is because I went, Oh, we were talking about like when the next meet up, and this was a while ago, like the first week we were going out. And I go, all right, so when are we next meeting? And she goes, well, what's your schedule like? And I went, ah, I don't know. I have to work out when my other dates are happening. <laughs> just, just as a joke. And um, this was our response. This, this tells you how awesome she is, and she knows that I really appreciate her doing this because she just added to the joke. Because she just turned to me, and then a deadpan face went, "You do know I still have a profile, right?" <laughs> and I'm like. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes! She's yeah. awesome. She didn't go. Why did he ask that joke? Or go really? Like get or get like worried or something? She just she she gave me exactly it back, and she does that very frequently, and it's fun. And like we just make each other piss ourselves laughing, and um, mm-hmm. like and she we like the same stuff like board games and um. Mm-hmm. So oh, just to clarify, because me and Ricky said this before we started, this might be one of the few times I like bring her up in a in a like a really specific way because. Um, you know, my private life is my private life, so yeah. I'm, you know, I'm just saying that for the benefit of like anyone who's interested who wants to know why. This and is like a catch up from the previous podcast yes. we did. And I'm sort yeah. of telling Ricky to some extent, even though he knows some of this. Um, and it's nice because it shows. I think the, the the reason I wanted to bring it up, and I'm sure I feel will be okay with this, is that, and because I did tell her that I that you that she might come up and she's fine with it. It's just that, um, it's an example of like how dating sucks, but hang in there if anyone's like listening to this who's dating and wants to meet somebody you just keep going you'll eventually like and i don't know whether you agree with this i wanted to ask you this because i think we may have discussed this before maybe on the last one do you agree with the sentiment of because fear thinks this too um do you think if you kind of stop trying as hard that you'll find the person you should be with because that's kind of what happened is that i kind of like just went you know what fuck it i'm just going to go to this thing and not have any expectations and ended up finding like the girl of my dreams want a better phrase it's like so it's a really interesting question Um, i don't know i I, in my experience right i've had my times on dating sites and i would say yes your your, the frequency of dating does increase when you sign on to a site Mm -hmm. because you know you'll get paired up with people and and you'll try uh, yeah you know, the inevitable will happen in terms of that you get talking and, and eventually meet and see what happens. But, I don't know, I, th- I think that the chances of meeting someone more you're, what you're looking for, even if you're not looking, but but if you were to have a girlfriend, then, then, then that's the sort of person you'll bump into. It just kind of happens in real life, in a way. Yeah. Because um, my last girlfriend before Faye was um, totally by... Like, although it was, like, a mutual thing I was invited to, is that I didn't know anything about that. Um, I was not... I was very happy being single. Even though this time round, like, I've said this to plenty of people, I, I, I'm I ready to be in a serious thing, which is why I was searching for it. Um, with I guess with the age I am and everything else, and I just feel ready. It's been a while since I've been with anyone. Um, mm. So that's why I wanted to do it. But um, the last girlfriend I had that was serious, or serious as in I was out, went out for, out for a while was purely I went to a pub quiz that a mutual friend of ours had um, like invited me to and I walked in I was like really happy to be single I was working as a youth worker at the time and um, yeah I, I didn't want to be with anyone <laughs> and it just happened because we met each other and so we were like, wow, you yeah. youth worker at the YMCA yes. wasn't it yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, and um, 
Um, the mutual friend I'm talking about was Wayne because he were he lived uh, he lived he lived with her. So um, so yeah, it was just like a, a thing where he's like, come to this pub quiz. I'm meeting some new people who have just uh, came out who just um, and like cause he lives in like a dig, so there's like multiple people. The, so. thing, the thing about um, going on from what I what I ju- the previous point I'd made. Uh, um, <clears throat> The thing with, I mean, it was mentioned on QI, I think I mentioned on the last podcast, I mentioned on QI that in a few years' time, you know, if you ask people how they met, you know, I think it's going to be about as many as 50% will say, oh, I met them online. I actually think it's going to be more than that. Yeah, I think the other percentage is, is their work. Yeah, yeah, but what I do miss, right, is, I think I mentioned before again, mm-hmm. is that you know, I was I always look back at my time at college, which I still regard as the best time of my life. It, it came at a very vulnerable time in my life, and yeah. it kind of saved me from going totally off track. Uh-huh. But there, there was like one or two people that I did like there, and it was like, um, and it could happen in any environment that you it gives you it it puts you a right real spring in your step to mm-hmm. turn up at that day to see that person, and you run you run through your head right. How do I go about saying and attracting getting the attention of this person how do i make a laugh what should i do you, you sort of pre-plan and you get the butterflies mm-hmm. but you don't get that in online dating that's the one that's a sad thing that you have to subtract subtract from from any of that yeah because. it's it's because uh you're so right it's like yeah the the that's why like we one of the things that you have to find the right person to kind of allow that environment to happen because yeah. me and Faye had that because I think the secret to uh, to the secret to me and Faye really ended up liking each other a lot, and I mean we we did anyway because the natural things there. But to put Ricky's point so right, in that we we talked in emails maybe I don't know ten times, eleven times, something like that, um like as in back and forth emails, so like twenty two emails to each other, so eleven eleven each side, um mm-hmm. over the course of maybe three four weeks. Um, so like you know, so me, I don't know, like so say like a couple of uh, once a, once every couple of days, let's say, um, just talking about like you know answering questions or just like you know trying to just get a nice rapport with each other, and I think we the problem with dating sites is people like treat it like Facebook or something where that happens far too long, and like <laughs> because we just were infrequent and there was a period of time where I didn't talk to her for four or five days, <laughs> is that that actually helped in a weird way because. It didn't like increase the expectation, or like you. It doesn't. It, I never reached the point with her where it was like, "Oh, so were we going to go out on a date, like, or anything like that?" We we we're getting to know each other, and then she just went, "I want to go and I want to meet you," and and it wasn't like, "Oh, I need to know more about you, and I need to be absolutely certain." It's like you've got to. Too many people are afraid of the risk of because the butterfly stuff comes through the risk. The risk mm-hmm. is that you turn up and you don't know everything about the person. The problem is people now with the fact you've got social media and stuff like me and her didn't share like full names with each other and like just tell you a funny story when mm-hmm. i told like for my friend nicola for example and she was like because she's been really supportive just like yourself I've, i tell you like used to for some re- reason other people i tell date my date and stuff too um so she's like the female version of that i was actually and she's like very, she's been very encouraging about me dating going you should date if that's what you want to do and you'll find somebody because you're nice and stuff because she's a good friend of mine so i really like her for that and mm-hmm. um she basically went um uh she, she basically went so when i said oh by the way i, I want to let you know before i like facebook it and let other people know i've i've found like because she wanted she knew i was da- going on dates with this girl and i went um, I'll just let you know it's official. I'm going out with her, and she's like, "Oh, great!" And she went, "So what's her full name?" And I was like, 
I don't know. <laughs> because, and I hadn't told her my full name because I was like, I didn't want her. To, I didn't want her to, fa- as much as people might be like, oh, that's ridiculous, especially like younger people. But why, but why would people ask you uh, her, what her full name is, just out of curiosity? Is Sorry, it just. Do you want to, what, what, what's my response? Yeah. Um, no, no, why, why would people, when you tell people you're dating, why would, why would another person. Facebook, Facebook stalk them? That's essentially. Oh, that, okay. Yeah. Exactly, which is slightly annoying because I'm like, are you going to meet them eventually? You know, so yeah. why, why? But I mean, people can. I know people do that, so that's up to them. But, um, okay. so yeah, so and I hadn't had a pic because, like, to show you how much I was enjoying being in our company the first couple of weeks of going out with her, I hadn't we hadn't took one picture of each other, like, because we and I just went, oh, by the way, I don't have a picture. So when I sent you the one I sent you privately, um, that was the first picture we ever made of each other, and it was just as we were leaving to go out. And I just went, um, by the way, do you want to take a picture? Because, um, you know, I, I need to kind of show my mom who you are and everything else. And, like, I want to show my other friends and before they see each other who I'm actually going out with. Because she's very pretty. Um, and, you know, I, I wanted to, like, show people. So, um, so yeah, like, I didn't do any of that. So, you know, I guess people are curious and want to know. So that's the reason why. But my point is, I never, me and her never told each other what our full names were while we were dating. Because I said, oh, I don't want you to Facebook me. I don't want to Facebook you. I want to find each other out in the natural, normal way. Because that yeah. leads to the butterflies of, like, going the mystery of it all. And, like, you have to find someone who's willing to agree to do that. Um, and I think that's what was exciting because, like, the uh, there was... My point is, we emailed enough that we knew enough about each other to know we could potentially like each other. But not enough that we knew everything. So when we went to the first date, it was like, oh, so, you know, what's Waterstones like? Which is where she works. And, like, you know, what... what um you know what? Uh, what about this? What about that? Like, you know, what kind of board games do you like? And even though, like, we you know I knew she liked Stargate, for example, which I'm a huge fan of, and you know, and we like board games and stuff. So we knew like a little bit of common stuff to work on, but we didn't like ask each other twenty questions. You know, in emails, it was just friendly conversation. And then when we got the date, and it was like, right, so, so why do you like Stargate? And like, tell me about that. And like, so where did you? Where? And I know she'd like lived in London for a bit, so I asked her about that. And so, yeah, it was. It was. I think that's the beauty. That's the the what you. It, it's almost old school. Like I'm sure you agree with it. It's like if you like what I just described there. It feels old school dating, and that like it shouldn't be like this social media like talking to each other forever. Just make a bloody decision and meet each other. Like um, that's that's my view on it. Um, but I don't I don't agree necessarily with the whole. Do you want to go on a date like straight away without actually like just reading a profile and going yeah? Do you want to meet up? Like I don't think that's necessarily healthy either. It's like something in the middle. I think is about right. Um, but you're right. You're like, it's uh, tough. It's tough in this modern era. It's like you know, you're right in the sense where when you find out all the details, and then you could probably you've got that you've got that itch of well, do I Google that person and find everything about her? When because 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 the chances are the information might be there, like Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, yeah, whatever. It's hard. And and you think, well, I don't want that temptation. Let, no. Let's just find out about each other naturally. It's better off just not knowing. Because cause she understands this greatly, and she's not really a huge social media user. She uses Facebook a little bit, but not any, not, not hugely, which obviously is a big plus for me, because I only use it for this, really. I only have a social media for for, for um, the podcast, really. Um, although I do, obviously, tweet personal stuff. But um, I'm a, obviously, as you know, I would prefer Twitter. But, um, but yeah, she's just like... Um, she, she's the same way in that she just because like we, we've discussed this and she agrees that she has the same view I do that like the problem with that especially when you're getting to know somebody is you go on their profile you accept friend requests 
and then you like browse that profile and you might see something that you just misunderstand or you look at it and go that's weird and to your yeah. point you might see a facebook profile with a guy with a guy she's got her arms around a, a guy as a profile picture and you're like what the fuck like who the fuck's that um, and it, it just it, that's why social media leaves you down a path of being like jealous, paranoid, yeah. um, uh, getting the wrong idea, and like. Whereas if you meet the person and just ask them directly, you'll find nine times out of ten a lot of stuff that you might misinterpret it on social media. If you hear the person say it, she's it's just. And you can find out who they've just followed, and if they followed a new guy, what does that mean that she likes I know, him? I, I know think. somebody. Who yeah. his? I know somebody who will remain nameless, but his partner looks at everything he does on his media profiles. Like, and if he likes a girl on Instagram or something, she gets absolutely furious. Mm-hmm. And like, going like, oh, "What's going on? Who's this person?" Or if he accepts a friend request from a female, it's like, "Who's this person? How do you know her? Like, where did you meet her?" And all this sort of stuff. And, like, I, I I never, like, you know, like, if I wanted to be that way, it's like, I know, for example, I know she doesn't see him very often, but, like, um, one of Faye's best friends is a guy. And I'm like, does that mean I should be spending my time going when you meet him going, oh, you're probably, she's probably shagging this person? It's like, no, no. It's like, and, um, you know, one of my closest friends who she's met, like, I mean, her husband comes with her, but, like, my one of my closest friends is Nicola, who's who, who um, I've known a long time, and, like, you know, does that mean she needs to be worried about her? It's like, where does that line stop? It's okay. like, you know, you start running down a really bad, paranoid frenzy of like... So it's just, we're so... I mean, you know you know me, I'm very easy going in that manner, and I'm like, and I'm, I know that we're, like, crazy about each other, and, like, she, she comes across as loyal. So, um, you know, that's one of my characteristics I really like about her, so... Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, anyway, we've we've nattered about this for ages, but <laughs> but um, it's fun though, and I'm I'm really. But yeah. I would say yeah, just to clarify, like you know, so if people are like in any more hosteds in particular, if we talk about our life and stuff, that um, I may bring her up, I may not, but um, it's not going to be one of these things where I'm going to be like you know, gorging and like, oh, by the way, I've got a girlfriend, don't you know? Um, but if something, well, I think your like, listeners will appreciate um, how candid you've been, and they'll also. On that, they'll also respect that, you know, this is going to be something quite private to you now, so... Yeah, I mean... You know, it's not, it's not, it's not as if you can expect a... Yeah, I'm open about... Me- every yeah. month of how things are going, you know. Yeah. It's, I'm open about mental health, and I mean, I mean, yeah, obviously, like, you know, it, it, you know, God, you know, God forbid, like, you know, months down the line or something, I'm like, I'm li- like, we decide to live together or something like that, and obviously I'll bring that up, but I mean, something serious, but... um. And if there's a funny story to be to be shared, I'm obviously going to share that. But yeah, it's funny because I don't know, like it, it that that kind of stuff fascinates me. And I'm not even like remotely a well-known person or anything like that. But it's like you know, if you if you do entertain and stuff or do a podcast or you speak your mind and put it out in the ethos, no matter how many people listen, it's like you've you've got to like that every that you 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 sometimes crowbar in like too much of yourself. Um, yeah. and I. You know, so everyone sort of expects with the fact that I'm open about mental health and I'm open about a variety of different things, and we talk about so many different random crap on here. Um, because I'm fascinated by a lot of things, but like in terms of what I do and the decisions I make for me, people are well welcome to ask, and I'd I'd be open as I want to be. But there's certain things that like you should enjoy as a private person, and there's, and there's things yeah. that Ricky are gonna that Ricky's gonna know when he you know when he gets to meet her and he and we talk and have a coffee together or a, a meal and catch up there's going to be stuff i'm going to share that only friends know about because that's the beauty of like you know you should have a, an inner circle that only knows certain things 
Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think you should be peep someone who show who you know. I don't want to be like the reality show, <laughs> the reality show podcast where I'm like, I'm gonna like you know, my blood, sweat, and tears are gonna be all over this, and I'm gonna share absolutely everything. And you know, who, who knows who the real Stephen is? And it's like, no, I'm just me. I just choose to share. It'd be what like, I'm um, it'd be like, um, like made in Chelsea. It'd be like made oh, in Wolf. Fucking then. hell! <laughs> yeah, like another Geordie Shaw. Oh yeah, fucking hell! Hate yeah. that. Hate all that stuff. But anyway. So do I. Cool. Well, um, I guess we need to wrap this version up. So, um, yeah, so I'm 29, basically. So, hope everyone enjoyed what we just talked about. Um, I was going to mention some quick stories about, like, certain birthdays, but like I say, like we just talked about, um, I don't really have any, <laughs> none of my birthdays were that entertaining. <laughs> um, so, and I say I had a really good time. Uh, was, I hope my more birthdays like that. The, hopefully my 30th birthday will be something to... Uh, what it is. Should do a the live big, podcast the, on my The biggest birthday <laughs> party I ever had was when I turned one. Oh, really? Because <clears throat> when I, I was I was living down West London at the time, and mm-hmm. my parents, I, I don't know the full details because I've but I've just seen like footage on an old reel. Mm-hmm. But as far as I know, they hired out like a local town hall and just invited everybody, That's and it was like cool. a huge, it's a huge huge thing. And the That's best really thing cool. about it was that it was seeing my granddad getting pissed. Because <laughs> he was, he was like, if you ever met my granddad, he would be the most kind of. At times, he could be the most cold. He was, he was kind of an evangelical kind of guy. Mm-hmm. He was big on religion and God, but he also had another side to him where he could be really kind. He, he was very kind of Jekyll and Hyde. Mm-hmm. Watching him in his tweed dancing about, <laughs> getting get, get pissed was Hilarious. like, yeah, that's very yeah. funny. Yeah, I used to enjoy my granddad. Like he's no longer with us, but I, I used to. Um... Yeah, I used to get for I used to used to be um I used to laugh a lot at like him getting drunk on whiskey and like Saint Charon's and like ridiculous yeah. story about what he's like growing up and stuff. Um, Why don't you just quickly say that this when I when I think back to my childhood, mm-hmm. some of the happiest times was like going to like friends' parties. You know when it's yeah yeah, yeah. like sleepovers. <laughs> yeah, they were cool. And they were great. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah, it sucks being an adult. Well, like, if I ever like, you know, that's why if I ever had money, I'd like, I'd, I'd get a room, I'd get like a, a house big enough where people could just stay over, so we can just have a really good party. That's all I ever care about. Like, I'm never money driven at all. That's, that's another thing mm-hmm. about Faye is that she's, like she's not remotely materialistic, yeah. um, which I definitely aren't. I'm definitely not. Like, you know, she'll she'll spend her disposable income. She may spend on like a video game or a board game because she's a big gamer which is obviously like a, what a find uh so yeah we um so yeah that's another thing that like i'm not really we're not i'm not really money driven so i just want to make a living that's really it and do something i care about um but yeah i'm just a quick story in terms of like weird i was going to bring this i haven't i was going to i haven't told anybody this but like a weird situation happened on monday which is just a funny quick thing about the reaction i get sometimes with the way that i look which Ricky's seen it before, the odd person being an idiot and just shouting stupid stuff like you ginger or whatever, which I'm, I'm used to, um, especially when I had dreads, it would be the English Bob Marley. Um, and uh, th- I got a weird thing happened on Monday where I was with my my, guy, my friends at the pub and this blonde girl comes up to me and says, um, and she just sit, like makes a passing comment to my friend across the table. And she's standing behind me, and she she goes like, and he goes like, he makes some comment. I don't really hear what they said, what they say. And then she goes, I know it's amazing, isn't it? And then I'm like, and I like, I think she, I thought she knew him. Like that's the way it came across. I thought they knew each other, and they were just like, oh hi or something. I couldn't, I didn't hear what she was saying because it was quite a loud pub. And then she turns to me and goes like, is that real? And she like starts pointing towards my hair, 
and I'm like, oh god, I, like I really get annoyed when people think this is okay to do, um, and I'm like, yeah, and I and I really wanted to go, no, it's not, it's like a small animal or something. I'm like, what, what, the, what, what do you, what do you think it is? And then she goes, wow, it's amazing. She went, can I touch it? And I almost said, it would be a funnier story if I did say this, but I sadly didn't, but I thought it. So I'm going to reveal it on this. And she goes, can I touch your hair? And I almost went, well, can I touch your boobs? <laughs> because I'm like, that's pretty much the same thing as what, you, what you're asking now. You're asking to, like, enter my personal fucking space. Um, we were at a pub, didn't someone make a comment about you being, what, is it the Scottish, um, what was it, Rob Roy, or, or was it some, was it Scottish folk hero or someone, and, and, and you were, no, it was, um, Oh, it was the Mel Gibson character? What was Braveheart. he? Um, yeah. Uh, and then, then you came up with a brilliant comment. You said, yes, I, I do look like him, and now I really want my freedom. <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah, that probably sounds like something I would do, something I would say. Oh, um, yeah. That, that yeah, oh, I do that. I say that all the time because it really winds me up, and I, it's the only way I can kind of handle it peacefully is and just kind of, like, tell them that what they're doing is... Because, my, by the way, my, my actual response to this one was, no, not really. And she kind of went, oh, sorry, and then kind of walked away. And I think, and I think she kind of like realized that she was a bit of a bit of an idiot. Um, but I wish I'd said, can I, well, she can does. I play with your boobs or something? Like, and then she pointed away. Oh my god, what? And I'm like, well, you're pretty much asking the same thing. Um, was she uh, No, not particularly. She didn't seem so. Um, she did. Just people. It's like Faye knows this. Like you know, and I, I, I'm not revealing something by saying this because we've jokingly talked about this because like, you know, luckily she likes beards. So. Um, you know, I've kind of joked with her that, like, you know, it's you're the only person I would allow to touch my beard in that, um, because, but I told her that quick story, which I'm sure I've talked on this podcast before. There was a girl I knew at, in, in university who, any time I met her, I just felt it was totally appropriate to just touch my beard, like, in a kind of, like, you know, like, the, like it was a partner, like, she'd, like, stroke the sides of my face, essentially, and, I, and it used to wind me up because I hate people, like... I told her, like, it took a bit of time. Like, this is going to sound silly because obviously she's my girlfriend and she's, you know, going to want to touch my face and stuff. Is that it took me a bit of time to get used to it. The first time she did it, I was like, I was a little like, uh, she was like, what, what, is everything all right? And I'm like, yeah. And I just quickly said to her, like, oh, I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit weird. Well, it would be the same if someone touched my beard. I mean, yeah. if I let my hand wander and start fiddling with a cleavage, I mean. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, that look odd and you'd expect it's, like it's, it's a personal space it's a personal space so how do like people think it's okay to have a random stranger go can i touch your beard and, like but this you know girl what, i hardly knew is. Sorry? you know what the irony is it's like you know when say like there'd be like homeless people and sometimes you'd see them with a dog mm-hmm. and people people go uh, acknowledge and try and stick with strike a conversation but they would immediately go to the dog first <laughs> and the dog and like like an funny. excuse, yeah, like an excuse. That's funny, yeah. I hadn't thought of that. That's actually a very good observation. Yeah, when they go like, "Oh, how are you doing?" and then just like think that's enough to go. I'm gonna touch. I'm gonna pat your dog now. Yeah. <laughs> that's a oh, very good point. Doggy, that's how's he doing? What's that's his a very name? good point. Yeah, um, not like how are you doing? Have you eaten? when when we when have you eaten? And could yeah. I could I get you something to eat or something? It's that's like... funny. <laughs> Anywho, right, cool. We'll wrap this up then. And I guess like we've not had too long. We haven't got time to do the other one, but that's fine because uh, we're going to do a double recording now, which would have been funny because the first opening one was going to be like, "Oh, Ricky, I haven't spoke to you in a while." <laughs> Literally all the ten minutes. Um, but obviously we would have pretended that that wasn't the case. But um, we'll do another hosted one really soon because uh, uh, we could talk about random stuff, even though we have a little bit on this one. Um, but yeah, it was mainly just like kind of a birthday thing because. 
this may still happen, so people listening to this, because I'm going to release this in a couple of days, is um, to let people know that, um, I think I mentioned this on the last podcast, is um, I tried to get my sister on. That was the original idea. I thought about, because I've always wanted to have my sister on, because she's interesting, and she has a very good job. Um, she's a, a curator for the now Blackpool Museum. She used to do Preston Museum, but she now does the first ever museum in Blackpool, which obviously anyone in the UK knows has a long history of entertainment and various other things. So she's trying to like build it up from scratch. So very interesting job. Um, she may not be able to talk about that too much, but um, but I wanted to kind of have her on to talk about like growing up with me and um, being that she's older than me. Like, you know, not not to not to rub it in with her, but she's like old. She's the oldest sibling. Um, so she actually like you know. Um, so she lives on the northwest. Yeah, she lives in Preston. So, so yeah. So, so but anyway, to cut the story short, she was supposed to come up for my birth. She was supposed to come up for my birthday. So I said to her, "Could we spare an hour? I'll bring my equipment, and I'd like to interview you, and and I will have a conversation with you, and um, and uh, we can talk about like you know if you've got any embarrassing stories about you know what me growing up or something that you remember and." Um, whatever, I'm just reminisce because she's very, she's a very interesting. Got, have you got uh, enough audio time for that? Yeah, I know. You'll see where I got like my mom's a talker. My when she used to, this used to be, my sister talks as much as I do, so it's. Good. I think people will find it interesting. We can um, release that as a as a Christmas bumper special. Maybe I could do. Um, well, anyway, to to the point of so. She was supposed to come down because we didn't really want to do it on Skype. It'd be funnier doing it with in in person. So so um, but she just provisionally said she's going to come up at the end of November. So um, so yeah, I'm going to record it then instead. So that was the original idea for my birthday, and I thought with having you on, we'll just I'll talk about what I went up to, and it's a little bit more casual, and I just call it like a birthday special anyway, and just like I just say Stephen turns 29 or something will be the 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 headline, um, and then yeah, obviously you'll say but we talked about Trump and various other things, um, and Ken Loach, which was interesting. Um, that was interesting. Thank you for bringing that up. That was fun. What you, what you could do, I mean, there's a couple of ideas for the next podcast. Aren't you due to go to a football game? Um, I thought about it. I still haven't decided. It's soon, isn't it? The next one's like, um, oh, it's a uh, week. We're away at Leeds on Saturday, isn't it? And then the next one's after. I might go to the next one. I don't know. I haven't thought about it, but. So we'll talk um, about. But I, I recommend you try. You go and see I Daniel Blake, and uh, we could have a like a good review of it. Um, I'll be I'll be a good review for a podcast. Oh, fair enough, yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, I'm actually where I mean, I don't, um, uh, me, me and um, one of the things I want to do more of is go to gigs because me and Faye are going to go and see Ross Noble because we huh? try we tried to see um we tried to see um if he was around now because he usually came in November, but then uh, so we checked City Hall and actually for whatever reason he's coming this the week before Christmas, mm-hmm. so like fourteen fourteenth to seventeenth. So um and luckily she is a fan of his so. You get to go, which is pretty sweet. So it's always nice to have someone else to go to gigs with because I don't really go to gigs that often, um, like stand-up gigs, stand-up stuff. But um, anywho, um, I used to, oh yeah, I was a regular. I used to go to the Edinburgh Festival every summer. Yeah, I, like I miss doing that sort of stuff. I mean, obviously, I'm not exactly like you know loaded loaded with money, and Faye Faye only works in a bookstore, but um, but you know, it's just not. I mean, it's just nice to have a reason to meet up and do things, especially if you live in where where she works in Newcastle. So. Um, anyway, so yeah, so um, yeah, I'm sure we'll come up with something. We'll do another hosted at some point. Um, talk about some other random stuff that's going on. Um, and yeah, we should probably do. And then I think yeah, so I'm thinking maybe we'll do two more before the end of the year. Because then I thought we could do one in a couple of weeks or something or whatever. And we'll record it whenever. Um, yeah, in a couple of weeks' time. And then I think we should do like a Christmas special. Um, mm. That would be nice. 
we'll talk about random stuff then. So that sounds cool. So awesome. Uh, right, I guess we'll wrap this up because like um, um, we've been talking forever. So huge thank you for everyone who's uh, stayed with us to the end. We hope we were entertaining as uh, I turn 29, Ricky uh, catching up on Ricky and, uh, and staying fit in his regime and uh, my new exploits with my girlfriend um, and all that random stuff. So obviously if you listen to this on iTunes, please do consider subscribing. Uh, follow us on Twitter at VividRicky. Uh, for Mr. Rickster um, and at geek underscore apocalypse for for yours truly um, uh, Ricky tweets far more than I do um, so you know he might be more entertaining if you like the politics stuff <laughs> I know for and I know with the tweets I often see with Ricky is that he's very active in community you know uh, as he said just disability stuff and um, you know rights rights of individual and various other things so um, you know, if you want that kind of thing, uh, I basically just tweet when new podcasts are up and stuff, and then random like, oh, I like this song. <laughs> I'm less politically minded. So yeah, anyway, yeah. So please do consider following us, and as I say, please subscribe to us on iTunes to get the latest episodes. Uh, there's a bunch of them coming out, so when you see when you when this is up, there'll be a new bunch of new episodes because I'm a bit behind. So uh, enjoy them very much indeed. So anything to add, Ricky? Before we go, just thank no, you. No, uh, enjoyed it. Yes, yeah, good, great. Great catching up with you. Yay. Oh yeah, yeah. Just I'll say this officially, but Ricky knows this already. Like uh, we need to like organise a get together um, for coffees and stuff. So we'll, I'll talk to you about that uh, when we wrap this up. But um, yeah, I need we need to I need to actually. It's been a while since I've seen Ricky in person. So um, so we'll do that. So we'll catch up officially instead of just like on Skype in a very impersonal way. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we'll wrap this up. So, huge thank you to everyone for listening. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. Um, thank you for your first time. And I'll end the podcast like I always end. In other words, the great B movie, Robot Josh, Crash, and Burn. And we'll see you very soon for another edition of the Geek Wallets podcast. Thanks a lot, guys. 29. Ah! <laughs> see you guys later. Bye. Thanks. <laughs>